Yes, sir. Time to crank up the big, the bottles, the boom, shakalakas, baby. I am the captain. We are the sports crew. And this, my friends, is a can-crushing Tuesday, just for good measure. And I do actually have a can of beer this time. Sometimes I'm rocking some bottles. I do also have a mixed drink, but I got my can to crush over the course of this fine podcast, man. And uh, we've been doing a couple of Madness Mondays, enjoying a little bit of March Madness. Although, you know, it's almost fitting that we ended up recording on a Tuesday, because this is 328. And uh, th- th- I guess that one really is dedicated to you, Lindy. Happy 328 day. Oh, New England and Atlanta, that Super Bowl of hell for Atlanta Falcons fans. Oh, the memories. <laughs> anyway, I got to say, uh, we had another really entertaining weekend of basketball, some yeah, there were, there were a couple of like ass whoopings mixed in there. I still cannot believe that Gonzaga just absolutely got terminated by yeah. UConn. I mean, good lord! Uh, but we had some just super exciting games and wonderful moments, big moments. And you know, we don't really talk a lot about the women's bracket. But I got to be honest, my women's bracket. I did a, I did a women's bracket. It's actually better than my men's bracket. It's like significantly. But oh, I believe it. Yeah, but that's that's in part because I have South Carolina and Iowa. So I'm actually really excited about seeing how far Caitlin Clark can take Iowa. And uh, kudos to her, by the way, delivering that 40 point triple double, which hasn't been done before. And again, the qualifier is the 40 point. It's not just that it's a triple double; it's that she scored over, you know, 40 points. 40 point triple double. It's never been done in the men's or the women's tournament. Period. Amazing. She she scored or assisted on 30 consecutive points, and she scored or assisted on 70 of Iowa's 97 points, lighting up Louisville. I mean, that's just filthy. Filthy. So I'm very curious to see if Iowa can take out South Carolina and then just finish the deal, man. And you know what? I got to be honest, man. I'm super curious how much money Caitlin Clark makes in the NIL because it's got to be better than whatever the WNBA would be paying her. I mean, I know you, there's endorsements, I'm sure, but I mean, if she's loving the college experience, mm-hmm. right? You know she's bagging fat NIL cash. Has to be. As she should. Well, yeah, she should, but I mean, has to be. She might make enough NIL money <clears throat> that she can afford one of those Kim Mulkey Ric Flair jackets. Just saying. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> oh, oh, and I think that—that's D-Stat gimmick infringement, and you know it. It is. It is. I, you know what? D-Stat needs one of Kim Mulkey's Ric Flair jackets. <laughs> if ever, if ever a garment was meant to be, it may be that. <laughs> I'd love that. Anyway, okay. I can't believe we essentially led with a, a, a drop from the uh, NCAA women's tournament. That's that's a first time ever on the podcast. But Caitlin Clark, man, absolute beast. And South Carolina's phenomenal. Dawn Staley, incredible. And she's done an incredible job with that program. So it's well-deserved gloss for sure. Anyway, you heard him chit-chatting. And Lord knows, maybe the Colts after the draft, they're going to get in on the Lamar Jackson sweepstakes. Yeah! What do you think, buddy? <laughs> look at the look in his face when you said that. <laughs> uh. Yeah. I don't, I don't think it's happening. I mean, look. Ursay clearly is not interested in paying fully guaranteed money. He pretty he came out and said it. Came out and said it. Not like any it was any I mean it was not a well kept secret. We all kind of understand that the NFL owners don't want to duplicate the trash that the Cleveland Browns did with Watson's contract. We get it. We understand it. 
I think the only exceptions, and we talked, we've talked about this for, it feels like, multiple podcasts now, for sure. The only exception is a shorter-term contract. That's the Kirk Cousins method, right? That's the Kirk Cousins method. If you're willing to do three years, they'll talk to you. But you're not getting, Look, you're not getting five, bro. Cleveland was desperate, desperate. I look. I would actually do five years, two hundred guaranteed for Lamar. That's forty million a year for the next five years because the salary cap is just ridiculous right now. Mm-hmm. I would actually do that. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I give up two firsts. Well, see, that's the problem. Point. You get, you got to, you got to give something up, and in, in, in that. If it was if he was purely a free agent, this is a different conversation. Correct. But he's not purely a free agent. You know, and that's that's kind of like the give and take. That's the problem here cuz like I 5 years at, at 40 million a year, I mean, that's the going rate at this point, so it is what it is. Uh it's not my money, it's Ursay's money. But that the, the two firsts um I, I don't know, like that that's maybe a first and maybe a second, but yeah, well, I, I, I mean, I, I don't know. A safety, Jamal Adams got two first. I mean, at the end of the day, if you get a starting quarterback in the league, it's it's a small price to pay. But uh, I don't know. I, 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 guess don't, I, could, I don't. I don't know that I would say it's a small price to pay. I I, I think I got to disagree with you on that. You know, because like here's what's happening. If if just look at the league, man. The model is draft them. <laughs> Fifth-year option, them, other than you, New York football giant. Y'all screwed that up. But for the yeah, most part, draft them in the first round, fifth-year option them, and then if you got to pay, do it, right? You know, be mm-hmm. aggressive, be assertive. Don't don't screw this up. But, you know, if they're not elite, why are you paying them? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's just it, – it's a, it's a very bitter pill. And we've talked about it. I like Lamar, but – you know, they keep mentioning all these teams. They're like, oh, the Washington Command. I'm like, hell no. No. The New York Jets, maybe they'll pivot off of Aaron Rodgers. No. No, they won't. No, they're not. <clears throat> Why? Why? They're not They're not signing all these guys to just all of a sudden be like, nope, sorry, Aaron, we're not trading for you. Yeah, we're just going to, you know what? We're going to go run heavy. Hey, we're going to go <laughs> ahead and flip. We're going to go ahead and flip some of these guys, and we need some extra tight ends now. Cool, thanks. I mean, I mean to me, you got to talk to the Colt, new Colts coach. And be like, is this the guy you want? If it's not, then you stay at four. See, it's, you deal it's, with it's, it. what's his name? Not Sirianni. He's still with Philly. Uh, what's what's the new Colts coach? What's his name? Eh, fuck, I don't. Oh know. my it's god! Like, it starts with an I, dude. I'm so <laughs> not like. Hey, look. Sh- sh- I don't give sh- a damn. Shannon, about- Shannon, Shannon, Shannon. Sh- sh- while you know, while while I'm talking for a moment, look it up on Google. <laughs> what's google what's good search it real quick search it real quick i feel, I feel like i'm jay from jay and son of bob strikes back what the fuck is the internet and then ben affleck goes into this whole spiel look at the moment the only thing you're getting is is, is the sad smoking ben affleck meme in my head for not just looking it up real quick because look I mean, here's the deal man at, at least then coming from philadelphia to run that offense you can make a credible argument that they can design it around a running quarterback. Now, granted, you know, Hertz is, I think, unique in the extent of his combination of leadership, but uh, his combination of leadership with leg strength. <laughs> and, well, on top of that, on top of that, he's actually a decent passer, too. It's not like some of these other quarterbacks who well, 
have have that leg strength and are scramblers, but they just don't have any accuracy. Yeah, well, here's the thing: you would out of out of all these teams that get floated, right? And I'm, I certainly don't anticipate it happening. Okay, I don't think the Patriots. I don't. <laughs> Meek Mill might be like, "Hey, Mr. Kraft, let's text about this." Uh, <laughs> I don't know how excited the fan base would be, but at least you could sort of sell me on. Well, okay, Belichick that would, would he likes ball control. He tried to dibble dabble with Cam Newton, but Cam Newton was he was just done, you know. And Lamar's twenty six, so I could see them like I would think they could design an offense to leverage what Lamar is. Now, stick them or st- stitch them. <laughs> I don't know. Stitch, stitch him up, man. That's St- what they need. Stitching, S T E I C H E. I don't care. He ain't right. done shit yet. Well, so. All right, the Colts. Have, he's got to earn his name. He's got. He he's, does. He, he's, it's like the players that get like the jersey with no name plate on the back. All right. Mm-hmm. So what you're telling me is the Colts head coach has he he hasn't earned his name yet. He's just coach. Dude, you got to earn it. Yeah, he's just Cause, coach. Because I may be a free agent in the fan world next year. Well, no, no, you're a long time Colts fan. You can't do that. You can't. Well, oh, Shannon, yeah. Shannon, all you really need to do is just say Dilly Gaff, and then you've been done. You Dilly know. Gaff. There you go. You know what? Matter of fact, that reference doesn't get cranked out very, very often. So, That's Randy, a good pull, Randy, I appreciate that. Do I look like I give a fuck, Dilly Gaff? <laughs> My man. And clearly, Shannon does not right now. No, he, he, so, he, he does not. But can, at least, can I be honest again, with you for one minute? Again, you can, you can give me a credible argument that Belichick could, could – they could design stuff around ball control and defense. They can mm-hmm. make that work. And you could sell me on the Colts with going from Philly, right, mm-hmm. and building an off, building an offensive scheme that leverages what Lamar does well. It still mm-hmm. calls into question draft compensation, the amount of money you got to pay him, and how you perceive his actions to wrap up the year, and the question about his injuries. Yeah, I, I'd find it really hard pressed to pay that kind of guaranteed money for someone who potentially is an injury risk. Well, every if you're they're playing football, everybody's an injury risk. But but you know what I mean, I like do. just someone who doesn't can't finish a season and I mean, obviously I know all about that with my quarterback. So um <laughs> this, well, this this is let, true. Let, let's be honest. He messed up by not hiring an agent. Yes. At this point, he's he screwed the pooch on that. Well, and he soured a lot of teams on him by not showing up for his team during the playoffs, even though, yes, he was nursing an injury and making sure that, you know, he was ready for the season. Still, you show up for your team. He was more ready for John Harbaugh's press conference than he was to show up at the end of of last season for his team in the playoffs. And you cannot tell me, you cannot tell me that that tweet, his letter to his fans, that went out within what ninety seconds of Harbaugh's press conference. <laughs> you cannot tell me that that was purely coincidental. <laughs> I, I think Lady Olena has a line for that. <laughs> and if you want to pause this and bring it up, <laughs> go for it. Oh my god! I don't even. I don't know if I can find audio of it. Um, come on, man. Come on, man. But what? Tell Cersei it was me. And you damn right. Let's see if we can find a video. I mean, if we were talking Kim Mulkey earlier, 
I hear you. I Lady Elena. The worst person I've ever met. Yeah, there you go. Tell Cersei. I wanted to know it was me. <laughs> Tell Herbal. I want him to know it was me. <laughs> I want him to know it was me. Hundred <laughs> percent, dude. Hundred percent, man. That's what it feels like. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> That's a that's a that's a good uh, that's a good callback. I retweeted somebody that actually pulled that up. I was like, "Oh my god, that's glorious!" <laughs> Tyrell, yeah, and I, I think they like thanked you for it too. So, oh, they could have. I I don't know. I I didn't see that part, but um, I, I I that was a phenomenal Game of Thrones pull, which I'm sure Lindy will also love that because I know how much he enjoys Game of Thrones. He likes Game of Thrones about as much as I like Fargo. So, <laughs> you know, it, it's <laughs> fairly. <laughs> It's fairly it, it's on, that it's on, it's much. It's on deck. It's yeah. on deck to watch. <laughs> it is on deck to watch. For the last 10 years. <laughs> For the last decade. That's impressive that you like it that much. Well, that much, man. <laughs> that, that, that much. But uh, anyway, you can't tell me that that was... You know, that wasn't calculated. And I suppose you can make the argument that it, he's gotten piled on about this agent thing. And look, you know, we've talked about that ad nauseum, as is everybody else under the sun. I would still... The condensed form would be like, I still believe after being, you know, MVP, a good agent would have had him with a, with a new contract agreement after year three. Period. Yeah. Yeah. Oh know, yeah, for sure. Period. So that didn't happen. He better himself. That's great. Lamar Jackson's perceived value of what he should be paid is not in line with what the rest of the league is trying to do. Now, look, Deshaun Watson. Kudos to him for getting that money. Okay. Last year, totally not worth it. We'll see what. And I understand he was out of the league for a while. I get that. All right. But we'll have the answer from Deshaun Watson this year and going forward. Okay. But the league doesn't want to do it. Not for five years. You either got to shorten the term, you got to shorten the contract, or you're going to have to be more flexible. They, they, Nobody under the sun is desperate to guarantee a quarterback $250 million, you know, straight up. I would imagine, unless your name is Mahomes, and we'll see what Burrow gets paid, because Burrow gonna get paid. But but here's the thing: like, if God bless, if uh, I can't imagine Cincinnati does it, but if they fully guarantee <clears throat> Burrow, well, all bets are off. All bets are off because then the, the, the horse is out of the barn, dude. You can make an argument, Kirk Cousins, he's doing shorter deals. Uh, you can make it make an argument that Cleveland was just desperate which they were, to get Deshaun Watson there. But God bless if Cincinnati fully guarantees Burrow. That's going to be the domino, and then you're going to see that for Hertz. You're going to see that for Herbert. Yeah, um, Herbert. For sure. And then, it, then it's going to be bananas because Burrow and Hertz, I think, are the next two really critical. I mean, Herbert, yes. But Hertz and Burrow, to me, are the two most significant next contracts coming. Yeah, as far as like championship, that yes, because because of of what their teams have achieved, what they have achieved, Hertz's growth, and we can debate how good a player may or may not be, but I would say pretty comfortably, unless you have Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen. I mean, generally speaking, almost any team under the sun would trade their quarterback for Burrow, right? If they could swap with Burrow, be like, hell yeah. Okay, maybe not Herbert, maybe not Hurts, but you know, there's a couple of quarterbacks in this conversation that if you if your team if you could be like, you know what, it's mad, I'm just gonna fantasy football trade this shit, you would 100 percent do it. 
Yeah. So we'll see, and and maybe you know maybe Lamar kind of bets on this again. Again, it's his perceived value of what he's worth, what he's willing to take. You know, it, it's a bold choice. I don't know what his options are going to be. I get my impression at this point is that it's going to have to be after the NFL draft, right? And then teams will reevaluate because one one aggressive thing, you know, speaking of the Colts, since you're the Colts fan, and again, we think the the coach with no, the the faceless coach, who, who who was the who were the uh, what was it in Game of Thrones? The faceless man. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, the faceless man that coaches, I am nobody. I am nobody that coaches the Colts, uh, trying to earn his nameplate. <laughs> if if they go, you know what? We'll make a run. You draft for need or what you want <clears throat> with. Right there at four, right? You, yeah. You do what you want. Um, and then after that, you go okay. Now we'll now we'll entertain this trade, and I think there's there might be some merit in that argument, uh, and I could sort of see that from a couple of teams. I think the Jets are out. Of, I think you know, forget about it with, with the Jets. They're on the Aaron Rodgers boat. That's done. Um, and I, there's not really a lot else. You know, I, I don't I don't know who what happens with the Commanders. Um, there's again all kinds of chatter about you know. Uh, which ownership groups have uh, the current one with Magic Johnson, the Harris Rouse or Rails um, has hit the six billion. That they, they got the financing all squared away for that. Uh, we'll still see if Bezos comes slipping in late, uh, slips one past the goalie because it's not a one seven billion. I mean, a billion dollars is a pretty pretty big difference. You know, three hundred million, eh, but a billion—that's a lot, man. Half a bill, half a bill—that's a lot of dough, yo. <laughs> so I would think he wants to maximize his payout so we can have more, you know, orgy smorgasbord parties uh, yeah. in Europe. So I'm I'm sure he can get all uh, kinds of racy ladies in Europe to satisfy his urges. Dress him up as cheerleaders. He probably has well, extra- while his wife is getting booed. Yeah, while his wife's getting booed, he probably has all kinds of extra Redskins cheerleader outfits. <laughs> he has plenty of extra expired beer and peanuts. So there's that. I suppose. Uh, by the way, uh, this is super random. I totally forgot about this. There was a LSU student that got arrested for stealing $1,500 worth of beer from Tiger Stadium. <laughs> so stupid, man. It was a group of kids that went went there. And uh, when they the police first approached them, they ran. It was like 3 a.m. They ran away, fled the scene. Uh, but there was uh, some security camera footage. Uh, showing one of the individuals loading cases of beer into a truck. And so they tracked down this guy. Talata was his name. Tracked him down at the dorm. Uh, which, you know what? I, I don't know how desperate you got to be. I mean, you got to be smarter than that, right? I mean, fifth, first of, of all, beer. first of all, that's a lot of beer. Second of all, it's a huge collegiate programs stadium. You don't think they got some security cameras in there? Dumbass. They, I, maybe they already had a couple of cases before they did it. But when I sent that you, story, you'd have to have a couple of cases right. before you pulled something like that off. Yeah, come on, man. <laughs> so, what do you think this is? Ocean's Eleven, yeah, right? Uh, so when I sent that story to myself, I just tagged it. Is this dude related to Daniel Snyder? Question mark. Is he just trying to get? More, <laughs> is he just trying to get more beer for Dan Snyder? You know what I mean? <laughs> That's not expired. <laughs> That's not. Oh my God! It's actually unexpired beer. What is this? It's a. It's a miracle. What? Do you believe in miracles? Yes. What? Or actually, that would be a miracle. Yeah, that would be a miracle. That would yes. be a miracle. Yeah, yes, I, I think so. You know what, Randy? We need to we need to intro you in. Let's do that because we're all of a sudden we're just off the rails, off topic, jumping all around. So let's get total you. shocker. Yeah, I, you know, well, 
That's what she said. Woo! Hey. Hey now. Yeah. Anyway, all right, here you go. <laughs> oh, giggity gals, what's up, brah? Not a lot, man. And man, have I got some stories for you. Oh, is this from the con? Between the con and my uh, debacle that's, that was traveling, yes, that's, there's plenty there. Did you want Mr. Did you want Mr. Torg? Did you want Torg to voice over some of your traveling debacle to Tampa? <laughs> oh, trust me, he he would have uh, lived in lots of bleeps for sure. <laughs> it, it, it was, I mean, so here's 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 the problem. I get up at 4 a.m. to get to the airport, get to Charlotte, three-hour layover in Charlotte. It's like, seriously, three hours, great. That, that's a lot of layover. Get on the plane. The see ya! Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, get on the plane. Then we're not taking off. It's like, okay, what the fuck's going on? Captain comes up. Yeah, we're just got a mechanical issue that we're working on right now. Really? We're all on the plane and you got a fucking mechanical issue going on? Great. Well, better so, on the so, ground than in the air. So we, uh, you know, we, an hour later, you know, hour later, we finally take off. <laughs> get God to Tampa. Right! Get, uh, get to Tampa. And that has got to be the most convoluted airport I've ever been in. There's like di- multiple <laughs> trams that go take you to different parts of the stupid fucking thing. I mean, it's ridiculous. Shit. <laughs> So I finally get through all that nonsense. Coming back, I stop in Charlotte on the way back again. And again. I, I'm sitting at the terminal, and all of a sudden, you know, alarms go off and shit, and mm-hmm. they're talking about, hey, you know, clear the path for medical personnel. And we're like, okay, interesting. Next thing you know, it's like, so we just lost the pilot. He had a medical emergency, and it's like, oh, well, I guess at least we're on the ground when it happened rather than in the middle of the flight itself. Uh-huh. I, I can't decide if you're really unlucky or super lucky. Think I'm going to say super lucky <laughs> on this one. Like, right? <laughs> so, super lucky, dude. So they try to get another pilot. An mm. hour goes by. Yeah, we can't find another pilot. We're going to delay the flight till 6 a.m. tomorrow morning. Mm. I didn't get to... And, of course, they put us up at a hotel, which was good. That's, that's a nice thing. But then... Well, you got put get... in a hotel for what to sleep for three hours? I literally <laughs> got to the hotel after midnight. Yep. Had to get up by no later than four just to get to the shuttle to get back to the airport by five in the morning. Yeah, buddy. Then we get on the day and plane, and the fucking pilot's an hour late. Oh. Fuck, man. Oh. <laughs> so, so, this, this is his explanation. He's like, yeah, I'm sorry about being tardy. Uh, they just put this on my schedule at 11.30 last night, and uh, they didn't call me. And I'm like, I guarantee you they probably tried calling you, but you've got your phone set to do not disturb, you prick. Uh-huh. You got to sleep, a nice eight hours of sleep, you asshole. What a cunt. Now go punch some bad guys in the dick! <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so, yeah, when all of a sudden... You kick an ass with tour guns! Yeah. <laughs> so, when all of a sudden done... Finally get home. It's about eight or nine. It's like eight or nine in the morning. Finally, the next day, when I should have been home at midnight, the night before. Mm. It it's and then I went to work till like seven o'clock. So I just it was one of those. Yeah, Randy, I bet you were so you you looked very refreshed and well rested. Your face is gonna look awesome on radio. <laughs> I don't even remember that soundbite in the game, dude. That's from the DLC. <laughs> 
face is gonna look awesome on radio. Ooh, that's great. Oh my god. Uh -oh. Well, and, and here's here's a funny thing about that. So obviously, <laughs> this the past weekend with the Galaxy Con, which is a lot of fun. Shannon, mm -hmm. you definitely need to go next year. Uh, Justin, you'd have a lot of fun with it too. Uh, uh, Matt said it was insanely crowded. This was like record breaking uh, for the for the con this year. I think they were projecting nineteen thousand people from Saturday. Didn't it, I thought it cleared forty thousand people one day. Oh, well, that might have that might have been Saturday then because like because of the different people they had. Uh, obviously, David Tennant, you know Doctor Who. We all know the Doctor Who fans out there. They're just a fuck ton of them. So you had his photo op, and it was just an absolute mess because there were so many people there. Yeah. But it's just different other actors and stuff having photo ops around the same time. You have all these people just crammed in together in this one area, and it was absolutely insane. So, but Penny eventually got what she the photo op she wanted, which was good. Uh, luckily, she knows the guy who runs it, so he got her in so she could actually get in there and get it taken care of. Um, one uh, of the cool she, things the, you know, here's the thing that's funny about some of these con pictures. People posted pictures that they had with other people, and I had no idea. Like, some of them, I'm like, I know that. Like, I know that person, right? Mm -hmm. Other ones, if they didn't explain who it was, I have no idea who the hell they got a picture. I'm like, I'm happy you got a picture. I don't know who that is. <laughs> I have no clue. Right. No frame of reference. I don't know the, the movie, the show. I I don't know. <laughs> and some of Penny's didn't. I didn't know who it, I didn't know who some of the people were at all. Yeah, um, she, her big thing was uh, Stephen Amell. He was the lead for the show Arrow, which was on the CW. Oh, yeah, no uh, wonder I didn't recognize that dude. Mm -mm. But the cool thing was, is for me, I was like, you do that, I'm going to do my own thing. Um, obviously, I'm a, I'm a huge anime fan, so there was a couple of voice actors from Dragon Ball that I went and got autographs for. Uh, Chris Rager, who does Hercule, what I didn't realize is he also voices Torque. So... I thought that was absolutely amazing and uh, started talking to him about that. He was telling me how with the DLCs, mm -hmm. the uh, sensors don't really read anything. So like he could just say whatever the fuck he wanted. You know, he's like talking to these other guys where because they were in the main game for Borderlands 2, they got hit with censorship with different things they were saying. And he's like, you know, I can, I'm the one here getting away saying blowjobs for Torque. <laughs> Because it's I DLC, they don't pay. Disliking a game I spent money on. Time to die. <laughs> I, I love, I love Torg. By the way, I'm sorry. Keep going. It's just funny because he's he's just like, yeah, I could pretty much do and say whatever I wanted. I could shoot from the hip and just say the most random shit. And he's like, at first they want me to do like bleep and bloop for my for every time I was going to swear, but I said, you know what, fuck it. I'm going to say just some crazy shit, and they're just going to have to bleep me out. So, but I mean, the dude was funny, and he was, he was just a fun guy to sit down, and really chat oh. with for a few minutes. Dude, dude, it, 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 this is the talking about Torque being censored. This is the soundbite we got to play. A lot of people been asking why my voice beeps all the fucking time. The Torque shareholders wired my voice box with digital sensor, so I can't say stuff like your fucking balls. That's like half my fucking vocabulary. It's goddamn bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it it was one of the, like his character is so incredible, man. It's so incredible, dude. It's one of my he's one of my favorite parts of the whole Borderlands series, like without a doubt, with, with just without a doubt, man. Ugh. Just some of the random shit he said, yes. whether it's two, three, 
Tiny Tina's Wonderland, especially yeah. well, when he nukes the ocean. Yeah, nuking the uh, spoiler alert. <laughs> it's been out long enough yeah, by I now. Know, I know, I know. But I mean, if yeah, at the sound of the explosion, it will be torque o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <fuck yeah! laughs> oh love him did did you get a picture with him or an autograph or whatever you wanted for- I, I i did get an autograph Good. yeah and Good. what was cool is the guy Good. who does the guy who does majin boo is next to him and he, they're i guess their best friends so he's like he's he, i guess he had the uh the photos where it had both characters on and he's like uh-huh. you know give me one of the duos and he's like as long as i can sign it too so literally the dude signed it for free nice on top of me paying for the autograph in general. So I, basically, that's cool. I got a two for one special, basically. I got the two for, man. Good for you. Two for one. Check it out. Special right. deal just for you. I did not realize. I was talking to Matt because uh, Matt went to the con. He was super happy. Uh, who was he super stoked about uh, or super stoked about? Uh, Topanga. Right? Yeah, Daniel Fisher. Daniel yeah. Fisher. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He was super stoked about getting a picture with her. Uh, who was the other person he got a picture with? Uh, Britt Baker. Baker. Uh, re- wrestler, yes. yeah, she's wrestler. a wrestler okay. for an AEW. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's pretty. Um, but he was <clears throat> he was super stoked about Topanga, and I was cracking up because, uh, like, his two pictures, like he's smiling so big, his eyes are closed. And Lindy made some kind of comment. <laughs> Lindy made some- I think I know where he's going with this. <laughs> what? Hold on, hold on, I gotta scroll up in our feed. No, go ahead and say Lindy's comment. Well, I I forget what Lindy's comment was. Oh, maybe it was "Open your eyes." I don't know. Hold on. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so we just start. Oh yeah, here you go. So he made he made a comment. I really wasn't so much worried about that. And so my comment on Facebook was "Incredibles," but with the e capitalized, like Whitfield was just on edibles. But we were, I was just laughing so hard because I thought I thought about a comment to write. And I almost started typing it. I was like, no, I can't do that. So I ended up not doing it, but Lindy made a comment, and then I sent Lindy a message that just said, Matt's eyes are closed, so they won't have to be staring back at himself when he's looking at that picture of Topanga and busting a nut later. (laughs) 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 I couldn't write that on Facebook, dude. No, no, you you really couldn't. Why did I think that plan made sense? <laughs> you sound pretty confident. Yeah. Anyway. I, I take it back. I want Torg narrating my life. <laughs> and that message is... Moxie, is there anything you'd like to say to the people listening? Yeah. Randy's going to take a shot every time that people in his office annoy him. Break the whole dot, fucking dot. bottle. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. If, if Randy disappears, we know he's off pooping. Nicely done! Wow! <laughs> oh. Big facts. Big facts. <clears throat> Big facts. But what I didn't realize, talking to Whitfield, um, I've never been to a con. Okay? So, I got I've, my news feed is inundated. Because <clears throat> I know so many people. Obviously, Penny works for the hotel, helping orchestrate it. Randy, you're, you're going to do it. Matt goes to it. I got a bunch of other friends that go to it. Some of them are, or I don't know what they call Doctor uh, Who fan, Whovians. I don't know, whatever. Yeah, that's what they call. Uh, there you go. I can't believe I knew that. Uh, I'm, I'm almost retardus. But anyway, um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Look at me making a Doctor Who joke. How about that? I know, right? Uh, it's a miracle. 
All right. Well, it, well, you know. Now blow some shit up. Back to Torg. Um. Anyway, <laughs> I didn't realize how expensive it was to get pi- pictures with some of these people. You know, like he was. Uh, uh, Matt was telling me that uh, was it. Corey Feldman was like, I think, sixty bucks. Yeah, the thing is, is like these uh, when you go to their booths, everything's yeah. set up by like I guess their reps are the ones that set all the prices. Mm-hmm. So like I got, um, I did a selfie autograph combo with Adam Page, and it was like sixty. I don't, I don't, I don't know who that he, is. He's a, a wrestler for AEW. Okay. Um, I did I did a selfie uh, autograph combo with Dave Matrenga. He's a voice actor for one of my the animes I watch. Uh-huh. Um, so it was like I think it was sixty bucks. I mean, on but that's for both the you know the autograph and the selfie. Yeah. Um, some but some of them like that's William Shatner. Well, someone like William Shatner. That's a different story. Well, if, <laughs> I, I'm well. Sh- I'm sure Shatner is really expensive, and he probably also. I would. Did he have a lot of people? I would think he'd have a lot of people. Oh, By yeah, the way, celebrate his 92nd birthday. Oh, Shatner, yes, Shatner's he did. up there. Like, they had a birthday cake and everything for mm-hmm. him. At the, at the con? Yeah. At the con, dude. Well, yeah, when he went out to do his panel, they brought out a cake for him. <laughs> well, that's nice. I like Shatner, man. I really, uh, if you've never watched it, he, he's great. His character, what is he, Denny Crane in Boston Legal? Fantastic. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> Boston Legal's great, dude. Oh. Did you guys watch that series like a, a few years ago? It was like him, Henry Winkler, George Foreman, and someone else on NBC is like they traveled the world together. Oh, huh. Terry Bradshaw. Oh God. Uh Those I remember four- the pro- I remember the promos for it. I didn't watch it, but I bet it was a hoot. Dude, that shit was hysterical. I, Amber, I she doesn't laugh that often, but like they made her laugh to the point that like her eyes were just she she just like she had to get drops like she was just laughing. I thought so you were gonna say like she laughed so hard she peed herself. I mean, she may have peed herself too. <laughs> I don't know. I, well, then of course there was that show on CBS. I think it was like shit. My father says. Oh, <laughs> I vaguely remember that. I vag- uh, that was that was with Shatner, and yeah. I, was, I thought that was there was definitely some moments in that show. Yeah, well, the Shatner's great, man. Sh- Shatner's an absolute hundred percent. Like all time legend, man. Even if you don't like oh, him, yeah. you know you hate Star Trek or whatever. I mean, he's just that dude is an absolute, absolute hoot. Oh yeah, so, yeah. The, the Comedy Central roaster William Shatner is yeah. also a good uh, playback as well. I no. should, I don't. I've never seen that. I I should watch that. Oh, dude. I mean, I, th- I I'm pretty sure Greg Giraldo's on there, and he talks about Betty White, uh, and three old ladies, and he's like. Three ladies I'd masturbate to a thousand years ago, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Now, now the oh, one, dude. the one guy I kind of wish I could have had a chance to really uh, get up into uh, at his table, which it was. You, you want to be... say that again, there, Randy? <laughs> get to his table. Now, now, if it was Matt, he'd be like, "Can I get in Daniel Fisher's box?" But you know, that's. <laughs> I mean, anyway, that is some. Uh, well, yeah, we're too late, Randy. Anyway, <laughs> the table that I wish I'd gotten up to was uh, John Cleese, because but the, the line was so damn huge, and I'm I was just happy to see that many people are like John yeah. Cleese. Yes, he's a fucking legend. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Did Did you go? Because uh, what? It was two days. Was it three days or two days? Um, we went all three days. Oh my god. 
Like yeah, y'all first, must, yeah, I take it you guys had like weekend or full whatever passes. Yeah, we had three day passes. Um, and we just the first day we kind of went, kind of get a scope out, see what was there, uh, get an idea of some pricing on some stuff. I mean, I I've never spent so much on art in my life, but hey, it's stuff I like. Uh, second day was panels, photos, autographs. Hey, look, uh, Randy, you got cons. I have Hasbro Pulse. You know what I mean? We all have our very have- true. <laughs> We all have our very true. We all have our money suckers somewhere. Yeah, I actually spent a hundred dollars on a piece, one one piece of art. You must have really liked that piece of art. Well, I think the only reason it was so damn expensive is it's it looks like it's on a plate of glass, but actually it's like a really thick plastic that's just really shiny. Mm-hmm. It, um, so, but it's I was, I was like, yep, I got to have that, and, and it was like eighty bucks a pop, but then of course tax and whatnot. So yeah, yeah. tax. Eh whatever all right so I, let me let me ask you this then <laughs> i'm so glad woodfield was so happy with the panga <laughs> oh he he definitely was that's for sure <laughs> oh, do we want to take he, bets? he did he did look he did look high as a kite though that's because he was <laughs> do oh. we want to take bets that what justin said earlier happened Oh, uh, oh no! Started. I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure it did. Uh, <laughs> just because. Here's the funny part. We get there. Penny and I get in, go into a panel, and when we come out, we finally run to Matt, and he's like, "Yeah, I had some chocolates." <laughs> I was just like, "Seriously?" Nice. He's like, "Yeah, it's the only way I can deal with all these people." I was like, "Okay." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Here they come. Accurate. <laughs> I. I the, the people were wrapped around the building. That's a lot. Well, I mean, for, if, if if they had forty thousand, uh, that's I'm, too peopley for me, man. That, that's a that's a lot of people. I, I, well, of, I think, well, I think part of it is just because of the certain people they had. So, right. if, so yeah, I mean, alone with David Tennant just by himself because of all the Doctor Who fans. I mean, it's like my granted my first time experiencing David Tennant was watching Harry Potter because of him being Barty Crouch Junior. Yeah. So I didn't really know who he was at the time. And then, of course, now, obviously, I know. But it's still, it's just one of those things where it amazes me, the fandoms. But I guess I shouldn't be so surprised considering I've seen the Star Wars fandom, you know, Star Trek fans, the, you know, Trekkers, Trekkies, whatever the fuck you want to call them nowadays. Um, I haven't heard them called Trekkers. I thought they were still I've heard, Trekkies. I've, I've heard Trekkies. I've heard Trekkers. Um, I'd have to ask my uncle since he's a huge one, too. So he, he probably... Would get you know school me on that. I need to uh, watch the last season of Picard. I don't know if that's yeah. in, I don't know if that's over over yet. My, um, I know we got through the season one, which we really enjoyed. Yeah, it was and good. Uh, we're getting ready to start season two at some point. But uh, the, the one person told Penny, she's like, just skip over season one and season two, go to season three, and it's and no, you're and you're good. And I'm like, don't do that. Why? No, that's like that's like not watching Fargo. Right? I mean, come on. Come on. Yeah, I don't get it either. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my damn. Oh, my goodness. They're going ham. That's right. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my damn. You bite the fry before it's back, my man. Damn, damn. Can't be skipping season one of season two. No, you can't. I mean, look, is is he? He's in his eighties now, isn't he? I think so. I'm pretty Card sure. or uh, Patrick Stewart. Patrick Stewart, isn't he? I think he's ninety. No. Well, there's one way to find out, isn't there? Shannon, Google it. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> uh, we, 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 we got Randy on. He is 82 years old. Yeah, eight, yeah. I thought I saw some random post that he had his first slice of pizza in his early 70s or something like that. Like his wife posted it or whatever. I thought Dude, that was... He- he drinks green tea every like he's gonna live to be like 150. He's he eats so healthy. Yeah, well, you know. he's ridiculous. Good on him. Thank you, Jean Luc. <laughs> Good job, Pat Patrick Patrick Stewart is is. Well, you know what's funny? Hey, he's is, the king. Mel Brooks. Just remember, he's the king. That's right. Uh, what's funny to think about is is there was a point when he was I guess early in the auditioning for that role they had him put on a wig. Like and it's really weird to think of Jean. Like I mean, because like, all right, look, man. Not everybody has a good, good bald head, right? Like I can tell you right now, I do not have a good bald head, right? Now, mercifully, I'm not bald, so it doesn't matter. I have all my hair, so I'm I'm good, and I'm thankful for that because I have a bad bald head. I don't have. It's just it's not a good look for me. Okay, Jean Luc Picard, Patrick Stewart looks great bald. You know what I mean? So when you see a picture of him, and you can find it, you you can Google it. When you see a picture of him with a hair piece, like like Picard with hair, it looks really strange. It's weird looking. Well, I mean, even it looks very distinguished. <clears throat> but I mean, even hair. back even back in the uh, I think it was eighty four <laughs> movie, the original Dune, mm-hmm. he was in that. I don't think he really had much hair in that either. He just he, he's got a good dome for it. Yeah, he does. Loved him as Professor X too. So anyway, we really got off topic and off tangent. What? That's okay. us. I know. never and whatever. Can can I be honest with you guys for a second? No, I'm actually more interested in the women's final four than I am the men's. I I don't know if I'm going to go that far. Oh, I am. But I'm very interested. South Carolina, Mulkey's outfits, Caitlin Clark, and we have a local interest in tech. Right. I mean, it, that's a pretty intriguing setup. And I thought I saw an article that said the um, last couple of games, uh, maybe maybe it was Iowa and Louisville in particular, but that the ratings were higher for that game than any NBA game that had been on ESPN like this season. Yes. And Two and a half like, million. I'm like, that's incredible. Dude, like – when when the big dogs go out of the tournament mm-hmm. and you're like looking for like some chalk and like some good storyline, the women's tournament this year has it. You have the undefeated South Carolina team going against a Kobe like killer in Caitlin Clark, man. Like she's just on another level did right you like, now. Did you like how Cena was like, I appreciate that? I support that. <laughs> He was good with her, like, rocking his moves. <laughs> Bro, 40-point triple-double? Yeah, you, you, greatness, dude. That, that kid is a killer. Yeah. But I feel like, based on what I've seen, especially since Penny was actually watching... Get this, Penny was actually watching the South Carolina game. How about that? So, so I actually got to watch a little bit of that game. So I was walking in and out, and I was like, "Hey, one minute it was close. The next thing I know, South Carolina is just whooping their ass." I'm going, what the hell happened? I was only gone for five seconds. <laughs> next thing I know, they just absolutely just opened up a whoop, can of whoop ass. But I would think, based on you know <laughs> the just how good that head coach is, if there's anybody who could find a way, a strategy to slow her down, it would be her. 
Well, I, I'm sure Stadler will have something up her sleeve for that for that team. But look, by the time John Cena's like tweeting, like even if they could see you, they couldn't guard you, uh, which is awesome. I thought somebody, I thought I saw a tweet flying through the feed that said something like, "You got to start guarding her the day before." Yes, <laughs> like, <laughs> if she's playing on a Sunday. You got to start guarding her on yeah, Saturday. Yeah, that's yeah, that's it. That's it. That was phenomenal. I thought that was so hilarious, man. Uh, but yeah, she, she's a stud dude. Uh, you, you know, um, I think that's, that's gotta be musty TV, man. You know, that's literally like, I, I'm going to be in Ireland by that time on Friday. Oh, but... I forgot you had that trip coming up. By the way, yeah. I have Iowa winning my women's bracket. So I don't know if that's good for Iowa or a curse given what my men's bracket looked like. <laughs> dude, I, my men's bracket is done. It's over. I got nothing. It, it was it's done the, the first. It, it was done the first week, dude. It's Vince Carter at the 2000 All Star game. It's over. It's done. <laughs> but you now know, go you punch got... some bad guys in the dick. <laughs> <laughs> but but I, I, I gotta tell you, South Carolina, uh-huh. Iowa, for me is the game of the weekend. It's yeah. it's undefeated. Don Staley, who's the new queen slash king coach of women's college basketball versus Caitlin Clark, who's the absolute best player. And I'm actually intrigued. I'm, I'm going to record the game. I'll, I'll watch it when I get back. I, yeah, I, I feel like I'm D-stat betting on the NBA don't, game. Don't you, think you can, don't you think you can stream it? Uh, I'm going to probably be asleep at that point in time because oh. it's going to be about 2 a.m. Ireland, and I got to be up at 6:45 for an all-day tour on. Saturday. Oh no, you, you'll be asleep. No, so I, I'll, I guess say you're gonna be what like five or six hours ahead. Yeah, so I, I'll be out. I might be able to like replay it on the bus when we're doing the tours on Saturday. But do you have an Ireland an Irish data plan? Like, what do you have there? I'll figure it out when I get there. Be mindful, bro. <laughs> Be careful. <laughs> Be careful abroad with data, man. <laughs> Dude, when I went when I went to Iceland, it was fine. Like T Mobile had some agreement with some place mm-hmm. there and it was cool. Yeah. Uh, I don't know about Ireland. I, I don't know about Ireland, but I will always remember I did a study abroad. This is a long time ago. So phone stuff is very different now than it was then, but we did a study abroad in Guatemala in 2008. Loved it down there. I was down there for six weeks. It was, the program was a month, and then Sarah came down for two weeks after that. It was great. But in our group, in our group, I was kind of old. Like, I was the old dude. I was, like, 28, I think. And most of, most of the people that were there were, like, you know, 20, 19, 20, 21. But there was one kid, and I, I can see him clear as day. I can't think of his name. But he was on his phone all the time, and oh, no. and uh, there was at some point in the trip like his phone got cut, and it, he had like like a three thousand dollar bill or something for his. We were like, oh, Jesus, no. <laughs> what the fuck? I was like, oh, bro, my gosh, you didn't dude. plan for international. I mean, he must not have planned for international roaming or something. I mean, it was we felt bad for that kid, and I bet the parents were pissed. So like. I bought a I bought a phone down there specifically for being down there, and I would go to like the random corner shops and I would buy cards and reload it. But again, you're, I mean that's 2008 stuff's pretty stuff. I mean it's just 14 years later, 15 years later. But yeah, man, I don't know, dude. I would I would figure that out before you start trying to stream Caitlin Clark. 
or or their their mobile service might score a triple double on your bill. You know what I mean? That's a true story. <laughs> Clarify that crap, dude. Yeah, well, especially with my kids, because you know they may be trying to be like, "Oh, let me get on TikTok," and I'm be like, "No, you can just shut that shit down. You put that on airplane mode." Well, yeah, but I mean, you know, you're going. I would think that you just figure out if you have international roaming, turn it on, pay for it. If they have international data, international roaming, you you buy it ahead of time. You know what I mean? Unless your phones don't work there, then it doesn't matter. Sure. Maybe I'll (laughs) check that out tomorrow or slash today. Shannon, you have homework. You have homework. You're welcome. Thank you, sir. Hey. (laughs) Thank you, sir. May I have another? Uh, Yeah. Matter of fact, you know, I haven't been out of the country in a while, so I don't know what... (laughs) What the what the current flavor du jour is when you travel? At Lindy, maybe Lindy knows. I don't know, but uh, Shannon. What can I say except you're welcome? Ice, Iceland was just. I, I went to Iceland like six years ago, so they they were cool as shit. Yeah, uh, well, but, Iceland is pretty cool, right? Yeah, yeah. Geothermal, like like snow and volcanoes. Oh yeah, I, I mean, mean it's. It, you know, Iceland is where Game of Thrones was filmed part of, and you know, Ireland is where they filmed part of it. And I'm going to try to hit hit up one of those Game of Thrones tours. You should. I am. Take some pictures. Straight <laughs> a video chat with me. Burn up your data showing me this tour. And no, I'm just kidding. Don't do that. Don't do that. If I made as much money as Peter Dinklage, absolutely. Well, look. Make sure your data plan doesn't come up short, okay? That's all I'm saying. Well, let, let's be honest. His bank account doesn't come up short. <laughs> no, you got this far. You're going to be over there. You're going to be good. And just remember, you know what? You should introduce, if there's anybody that you should introduce to the song, it's the Irish. Hot potato, hot potato. What famine? Guys, let me tell you about this song in my country. Oh, for fuck's sake. Oh my god! I 100% dare you to introduce somebody to Hot Potato while you're over there in Ireland, bro. Ask about ask about the potato famine and then play this song. That would be perfect. Oh my god. That is fantastic. Yeah, that, that, that be fighting words, probably. Shit. Ah, you gotta offer him a beer, though. Yeah. Maybe I'll do it while I'm... Uh, Buy him a pint Guinness. first. And then ask about the potato. Multiple pints. Yeah. <laughs> taters. <laughs> oh, man. You know what? At, French might, fried potatoes. If you find the wrong person, they might still be upset if you play hot potato. It's still real to me, damn it. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> it's still real to me, damn it. Oh, be careful. You might hurt some people's feelings, man. Just saying. <laughs> By the way, one of the best covers ever. Agreed. I, I love the I love the Nine Inch Nails version of the song, but Johnny Cash's cover of "Hurt" today. unbelievable. Yes. Just fun, one of the best covers ever done of any song at any time, anywhere by anybody. Period. By the way, I went to a trivia and I did not realize that he wasn't the original of this. I thought he was, and I was like, I'm not surprised that you didn't listen to Nine Inch Nails back in the day. Yeah, that wasn't me. 
thought that was. It's this. okay. We forgive you, dude. I grew up in Kentucky. It was like all freaking country. Yeah. Well. Anyway. Roy Orbison. Where where we at on time? I need to make a new beverage. (laughs) I I need to pee. (laughs) Yeah, it's okay. We need to get back on track to the NCAA tournament. We haven't talked about it. Well, we well we talked about the women's. Yes. We talked about Lamar. We even brought up the Patriots. We talked about the con. We talked. I mean, we've talked. We've we've covered a lot of ground, and we've left ourselves with largely the you know final four and. Maybe some of our some stuff that we liked coming out of the Sweet Sixteen and the Elite Eight, um, and then yeah, you know, we even squeezed in a, a bad Irish potato joke. I mean, my God, that's pretty good for one segment. Actually, it's not bad. That's not bad. Not it's bad. still not even one o'clock yet. No, no, no fail. No, 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 no. Unlike Soundboard.com. Unlike Sound, yeah, none of the Soundboard.com stuff is working. It's really it sucks, man. Boo. I don't boo. None of, none of them, man. We can't even do a Homer boo at this point. Well, so. no, Homer Homer's fine. Homer's on a different. That's like a standalone thing. Go. Yeah. Although I I don't usually play a Homer boo. I don't know where that is on this. I could have sworn I've heard a Homer boo before. Ah, uh, crap. Well, you've heard Homer uh, say this. Boobies. There you go. Okay. So you you heard boo? You you remember a Homer? Maybe that's what Matt was thinking when he had his picture taken with the two. <laughs> oh, I'm sure I'm sure he was definitely thinking that. Uh, Incredibles and, and DMD, yes, yeah, and with the E capitalized. <laughs> Inconceivable. I know. I like that drop. That was that was the much nicer version of the <clears throat> comment that I could post on Facebook. <laughs> <Really>. <laughs> <laughs> Was it? <laughs> Something was oozing. Anyway, all right. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. So if Matt had a chocolate, what does Arnold talk about when he talks about edibles and alcohol? You should not drink and bake. Be a drunk fuck. <laughs> well, that Don't fucking us, scream but... at me. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> I'm Detective John Kimball. Yes. <laughs> Just do what I tell you. Yeah. Whitfield. Don't be ridiculous. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> See, now that's a Matt response right there. <laughs> yeah, that, that's actually accurate. True. Very true. That's pretty much exactly what he would say. Oh, Whitfield. Anyway. All right. Uh, I tell you what, let's take, let's take a quick break. I'll make a new drink, and then we'll come back and we'll wrap up. Uh, primary focus on the tournament, and who knows? Maybe. Oh, I have a box story, uh, box etiquette, luxury box etiquette, oh, or okay. whatever it would be considered. You know, uh, yes, the, the monster trucks. And believe, I had to clarify that because I, I, Lord knows Whitfield doesn't understand box etiquette. <laughs> oh, <laughs> is that what she said? <laughs> hey, yo. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty then. Uh, Fuck the city. Fuck the king. Cunts. Just a bit outside. <laughs> well, that's that's the improper box etiquette. Oh, no. You know. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> That's what happens, man. You know, so the, the early bird gets the worm. Let it go. Let it go. 
Oh, God bless. I don't know where this box is going, but oh lord. <laughs> I don't know either, but that's okay. I don't know if we want to know. Box etiquette. Always remember, fellas. I really hope I don't know where this is going where I think it's going. <laughs> oh no. Oh, okay. Well, that was that was a fun outro. Mm. Well, leave it to Whitfield to be bringing up the rear. That's what happens. Anyway, poker <laughs> in the front. Poker <laughs> in the front, liquor in the rear. <laughs> Liquor in the front, poker in the rear. Either way, either way, Whitfield. All for you, buddy. Uh, well, that's that's the more accurate one, but I was given the Whitfield edition, but that's okay. All right, okay, okay, all right. You all know what kind of box etiquette Shannon was thinking about. <laughs> 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 Whitfield's box etiquette. Oh, Lord. <laughs> yep, shut it down. We're done. What <laughs> 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 just happened? <laughs> oh, God bless. Oh, my, my ribs hurt now. <laughs> Okay. Wow. Okay. Uh, anyway, we have the sports brew. We're going to take a quick break, gather ourselves, go water some trees, and we will revisit box etiquette without Woodfield uh, in segment two and then talk about the tourney. All right. There we go. Oh, my gosh. That was, that was, a, <laughs> that was an unexpected trip through hell. So, Todd, <laughs> that segment was for you, bro. <laughs> Anyway, uh, keyword sports and brew as always, and thanks for putting up with our crap. And we'll be back in a minute. Uh, be right back. <laughs> Let me pause this thing. Like the sound. All the good stuff, bro. All the oh good stuff. God. All right, we needed some laughs. We got them. All right, be right back. Yes, sir. Had to stretch our legs for a couple of minutes, but we are back. And I got to tell you, gentlemen, I was gonna make another mixed drink, and then I was like, no, I'm not gonna do that. Uh, I did get another beer, and then I was like, you know what? I was talking about Guatemala. Hell with it. So I went ahead, and instead of doing a mixed drink, I straight up have some Ron Zacapo on ice, bro. My man. <laughs> I'm just like, you know what? Screw it. <laughs> there we go. Why not? Thinking about Guate, Guate, Guate. So we're going big dog over here. Don't break that out very often. It is really good. Um, incidentally, okay. So first of all, let's do a salute o'clock. Let's get that out of the way. So I'm enjoying, a, a, as always, very delicious Stone IPA. And earlier I polished off a Mexicoke and Jack Daniels, which is a staple for me. I know some people are like, I should move off the mixed drinks. I mean, I hear you, dude. I, I do whiskey on ice. I mean, like, I'll do that. Uh, but a Jack and Coke is still chef's kiss for me, man. I just, I love that beverage. That's my jam. What do you want? So it was Captain and Coke forever. Uh, or Captain and Dr. Pepper. I did that for a long time, too. But... And I still have Captain. You know, every once in a while, I'll, I'll break out the old Hundo Hundo Captain. That'll get you really spicy and going, man. That's usually party mode. 
so I, I don't always break out the hundo on the on the uh, on the podcast. Uh, I may have had that. Uh, I'd have to rewind, but maybe on episode three hundo, I had the hundo. That would explain a lot. <laughs> uh, that was Blanton's as well that night. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Good times. But the Zacapa, always a win. Mm, yes, sir. By the way, mm-hmm. I don't. I can't remember if I told you a story or not. Woo. But the oh, brewmaster yeah. for his 60th birthday, I got him a bottle of Ron Zacapa. Yeah. Right. Uh huh. Fast forward to about a month ago, he goes. Mm. You know, I've got this this rum someone got me for this birthday, this Zacapa or something like that. I was like, yeah, that was me. He goes, yeah, I have a that and a Coke every night, and it's like my jam. He <laughs> goes, I've bought like three bottles since you got it for me for my 60th. Dude, Zacapa is so good. Now, I, it's I, so damn good. It's so good. I, I tend not to mix it. I do like a smidge of ice melt in it. But uh, I don't treat it as a mixer. It's a little expensive for a mixer, but you know what? It is, yeah. Whatever, whatever floats your boat, because it is. It really is fantastic rum. Mm. Yeah. I thought you were gonna say he got inspired to to brew some like rando beer. So well, no. the 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 hope is is that we can get two million in capital and build um, a distillery and brew nice. our own. Even better. Hey, look, hmm. you, need, you need some IT support, man. Let me know. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just you're, joking. You, tr- you know you're not. And, and we, we'll keep you in mind. Hey. I don't know if we can afford you, but we'll keep you in mind. <laughs> hey, hey, you know, I have a sign in my basement that says we'll work for beer. So there are offsets. Also from me. Oh, also from you. <laughs> there are things that will help with costs. Anyway, uh, Randy, what you got, bro? <laughs> well... I, I, I forgot to mention it earlier, but oh. when I was in Florida, I went to World of Beer because it was within walking distance, and I tried, uh, it's called Unholy, uh-huh. and it's a Belgian triple from Coppertail Brewing. Nice. It's actually really good. Um, kind of similar to Golden Monkey in some respects, but still, it was, it was still different enough to be have, have a unique flavor. But tonight, I started, I was digging in the fridge and going, what the hell do I have in here left? I found a... Uh, Trogues, the Mad Elf, which go. was uh, pretty tasty. Quality. And uh, obviously, second half, I'm uh, going with Old Reliable here with a little Victory Sour Monkey. Yep. On point. On brand for you, for sure. Yep. For sure. Baller. Yeah. Shannon, what you got, bro? So, in honor of the Final Four, Ooh. I broke out the fi- the first of the Final Four, Memo's Mean Cobbler's. Yeah. From uh, Hardywood. Nice. Look at you. Well, just thinks we're only what a couple months away before uh, the new batch. Well, the Peach Triple is April fifteenth, so it ain't that far behind, bro. Hell yes. Oh, <laughs> getting the party started. Yes, sir. There it is. Salute. Uh, by the way, I will not salute this idea of Thursday oh. night flex scheduling. Fuck out. Wait, what? Fuck out! Oh, oh here. Randy, Come you, on. you hadn't Seriously? heard that? You had, yeah, yeah. That that's the that's the that's the plan, man. Oh, what? for fuck's sake! Why? <laughs> Why? The, the details: Sunday games between contenders could be moved to Thursdays in Week 14 to 17, with 15 days worth of notice. Oh hell! No. Which would also increase the number of Thursday games teams can play, which had no. been, had been limited to one. Oh God. Cause that that would be awesome. No. So clearly, the sports we need to send Roger Goodell a bag of dicks. 
Because clearly that's he needs to eat a bag of dicks. Well, Jeff Bezos is like, I need quality games. Well, if I'm not getting the commanders, you better hook me up with some better. We need to make Al Michaels happy, which I agree with. But look, Thursday night. Al Michaels more alcohol. (laughs) We're better off. I mean, Thursday night games would be better if it's teams coming off a bye or. You know what I mean? There's There's got to be ways. The matchups weren't great. The short week is, is it's just not good, man. It's not good football. It's consistently not good football. There's an injury risk. I mean, it's just, and then to move, it's like, it's one thing to move a game from like one o'clock to a Sunday night game, but you're talking about from a fan standpoint. And look, I haven't been to a game in a few years because I'm still living in protest of Dan Snyder, right? I'm not saying I won't go to a game, but believe me, I've, I feel like I've given Dan Snyder enough of my money over the last quarter century, so F that dude. But I, I just I don't like the scenarios there, man. No. You know, if somebody has planned it out <laughs> you know, and made hotel arrangements, travel arrangements, it, it, you're not shifting it over the course of a day. You're shifting, you know what I mean? Like, that's, that's a significant change. That's I mean, sucks. like... That like, sucks. the games that Amber and I used to go to, like, we would plan this months in advance. Like, yes. hey, we'll be in Kentucky at this point so uh-huh. we can go to watch a game yep. in Indianapolis. You know, you know, we're only three hours away, so we'll go on this date. And, like, if they were to change that, like, then you're fucked. Yeah. As a fan, like. Not, not a one fan. Time we... I'm not a fan of it. No, that that's horrible. Just remember, Goodell said, there isn't anybody in that room, any of our organizations, who don't put our fans first. Uh-huh. Bullshit. I mean, maybe Thank you, Randy. for your television fans, maybe, but for your in-person fans, it's terrible. Yeah, it's, it's straight ter- garbage. I, yeah. It, it's straight garbage. And, uh, I, no, man. And that's like the holidays. Like, people got traveling going on. Like, people... Eh, that that's dumb. And but I, mean, Patrick, is- I think I saw an article where Patrick Mahomes is like, no. Nah. And when the no, face of your league says no. Nah. Yeah, he, he reacted unfavorably. Which I, I think most players, you know, I, I know there is you know, hey, it's like a mini buy afterwards. I mean it is, but it's not. I mean it, it's a high cost to play that. And the thing is you're doing that late season when you've got a lot of tight division races. I understand they want more competitive games. Quite honestly, do a different night, man. I think most people would rather have multiple Sunday night games or multiple Monday night games as opposed yes. to Thursday night. It, 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 it's just it's too tough of a turnaround, man. You know, and I, I don't know. At some point, you'd, you'd think that that would have an adverse. Here's the thing that sucks, right? Well, there's lots of things that suck about the Thursday night games anyway. But what kind of injury risk do you want to stick on playoff teams? Because that's what you're doing. Yeah, you are. That's what you're doing. Right, you want competitive, which means that it's going to be playoff caliber or people that are in you know division race or whatever. So you want to flex them with 15 days notice. Yeah, I, I mean it's not the week of, sure. Yeah, but like, but who, what player is going to be like? You know what? I love this. No, nobody. No, I, don't, I don't believe it. Because the, these guys, these guys have families and. You know, like like Brady ran into, like you, your family schedules their life around your schedule and that everyone has things they got to do. And 
hey, you got we have to do this this Thursday. Oh no, my game's being like, mm-hmm. what the fuck, man? Like, I mean, I, I'm glad they can't change it the week of. I mean, that would be an absolute disaster. But oh, dude. I mean, really, but I mean, even you know, 15 oh, days is still brutal. A week I mean, and a half. Yeah, it's just I just I'm I'm not a fan. I think that's a no. terrible decision. And and look, I mean, it it, it here's the, here's the reality. It's revenue driven. It's revenue driven, and they're they're trying to appease Amazon as a broadcast partner, and and it's eyeballs, it's streaming and television audience. I get it, but if I'm a a season ticket holder or a fan that's made plans to travel, particularly if I have to fly, you know, or take time off, I mean that screws the pooch, man. For some people, I, I'm not a fan of it. I think that's a crap move, and like I'd I'd say like I'd want it to bite him in the ass, but the problem is that means that. It's got to be ugly for the players, which means it's probably injuries, and that sucks. Yeah. So, well, and on top of it, when you think about it, if they're talking about flexing games on a Thursday, how long before they decide to do it, like on Thanksgiving? Because that's what week fourteen, fifteen, and around in that area for the Thanksgiving games. So, this, obviously, you're going to get your bait, your usual teams get per tradition, but then you have the night game. I mean, are you willing to you know fuck over a team because uh, you want to flex the schedule, flex a better game on Thanksgiving? I mean, it, it's. I mean, I don't because I think what is it usually around so fourteen or fifteen? 12, 12 week, week or thirteen, 12. I would say. Week twelve, yeah, that's week twelve. So if you think September four, eight, twelve, then yeah. that's usually the last one. So. Yeah. But, but you know what I'm saying? It's, it's one of the things where if you're doing this now, what's to say? What's to stop them from trying to pull something like that in the future? Because they're getting more money in their pockets, they'll yeah. try it. Well, again, trying to appease a broadcast partner, but I, I would just, I would rather advocate for a different night. And again, I'd rather have, mu- I'd rather have multiple Sunday night games, stagger them. I'd rather or, have, I'd rather have or, multiple Monday night games. And I mean, realistically, I'd love Saturday night games. I know you have the issues. Saturday with- night after the college, after the Heisman tr- Trophy's done, you can go to Saturday. Yeah, but also, but also, when you're going to do that stuff, even if you you know, try to do it sooner. Just do make sure it's an ASC or NFC West team because you got the three hour time difference. Yeah. That, you got the West coast. Well, yeah. Right. You could have an East coast game and a West coast game. Yeah. You could hundred percent do that because you know, the other thing is it's usually division races by the time you're at that point of the season, right? It shifts into division races. So it makes sense to me, right? It would make sense to then say, you know what we should do y'all? We should concentrate on division games, and if it's an East Coast or a Central or a West Coast, we should play him in that time slot. I mean, believe me, people will watch two Sunday night games. Absolutely, they I will. mean, hell, when the first weekend of the season, when you know, when they had Monday night, where they had what there was like the five or six o'clock game, and then they went to the, like the ten o'clock game. It was, mm-hmm. I watched both games. I stayed up. I watched that crap. Yep. <laughs> but I mean, like I'm also the kind of, I'm also the knucklehead that goes to sleep at like one o'clock or one thirty or two o'clock in the morning. You and me both. But I know we're we're idiots, but you know, I, I, look until I until I get to the point where I can't do that, I'm going to exactly. Going. And I'm sure there's some point in my life I'll be like, whoa, I can't do it anymore. But I'm not there yet. <laughs> you know what I mean? I always laugh. Whitfield's like, I don't know how you do it, bro. I'm like. Oh. Sorry, dude. I've done it my entire life, yeah. so why is it going to stop now? Uh, yeah. I drink unsweet tea. That's why. There it is. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Right. Which one of us is he going to try to barter for a kidney with? Ain't me. Considering the amount of kidney stones I've had, it won't not, be me. Not you. Yeah. 
And the amount of beer I drink and the amount of beer you drink, it ain't going to be us. Clearly, my kidneys are very efficient. Because mm-hmm. so, we drink water and unsweet tea. <laughs> water and unsweet tea, and coffee and beer. What mm-hmm. a novel idea. About- unsweet tea. <laughs> <Yep>. Nice. <laughs> That's funny. All, All right. right. Box etiquette, dude. Right. Box etiquette. So, box etiquette. Muy importante. So, we went to... um, And we'll get to March Madness, we promise. So, we went to this Hot Wheels monster truck thing at John Paul Jones. And had a great time. It was super fun. Fun videos, fun pictures. And we took the kids a few years ago. But Chloe was so little. It was 2019, if I remember correctly. So, it was pre-pandemic. Uh, so, Chloe would have been about, you know, two or three, depending on when it was. Uh, and Logan would have been about five, you know, right right in that kind of zone. And Chloe actually slept. I don't know how you sleep through monster trucks, but Chloe slept. So, good for her. Anyway, the kids weren't sure about doing it, but we were, I, I was like, we got to go, right? Because, you know, it wasn't just going to the Hot Wheels monster truck live event or whatever it was. Like, we were in a box, like straight up. The group that uh, we got tickets from, you know, this group... I'll just leave it at that because I don't want to name any names. This group, I mean, they have like a five-year lease on this box at JPJ. And if you have a lease on a box, you know what you get with that box? Tickets to everything that happens at John Paul Jones. Oh, wow. Whatever concert, whatever sporting event, whatever whatever any event. You want to go to the box? You got tickets. So... You know, they hooked us up. I've done fireworks stuff up up there and invited these friends of Sarah's parents down. And, like, I've done fire driveway fireworks. But anyway, so they're all friends. They know them, and they know we got little kids. And so they were like, come on, we'll get some tickets and come to the box. So hanging out. And there was another another family that came. So they had two kids. I had my two kids, and I was with Sarah's dad. Um, the box was great, man. It was super nice. I've been to a lot of events I've never been in, uh, like, other than, like, a, maybe, like, a Squirrels game for some rando thing. This is the first time I went to, like, a like a big event at, like, a box, <laughs> a suite or whatever. Dude, I, I didn't have to buy any food. I didn't have to buy any beer. I didn't have to buy any drinks. I didn't have to buy any tickets. <laughs> it was great. It was great. So, now, we beat the other family there. We were there early. Uh, we didn't do the pre-show, but we were there early, so we hung out. And so in the box, right, there was an own bathroom. I didn't even have to leave the box to go to the bathroom. This joint had a bathroom in it. It was great. Yeah. Had a fridge. So I had cold beers. I mean, it was it was awesome. We had pizza delivered, like, from inside the stadium. Not Papa John's, but, like, yeah. the, the pizza they make there. Like chicken, barbecue chicken and bacon and, like, Italian sausage and pepperoni. It was super good. And I drank free beers. I mean, I had... Uh, some Star Hill Wahoo IPA, and there you go. Uh, I actually had a uh, Yingling, which I hadn't had forever, and I was like, "Ah, sure, oh, I'll wow. drink a Yingling." Well, you know that that reminds me of Penny because that's back in the day, uh, pre Randy. I knew Penny before Randy was in the picture, and I would hang out with Penny. We would drink Yinglings, very fun. But anywho, so we're there. We get there, and there are two rows of four seats, and and two other rows of two seats and there's like a little walk down between that so we're hanging out my kids are sitting down in the front row in this box it's great i'm sitting with them it's phenomenal and then maybe you know after the show starts this other uh, group shows up there's two ladies and you know there's one of the ladies two kids 
And so we're just chilling, and one of her kids comes over and hangs out and sits beside Logan, which is fine, man. They're just chilling. So again, I, you know, we were in the in this. There's two rows, you know, four, two, and then another row of four and two with a walkway in between. So we're chilling. Chloe's down there. I'm down there. Logan's down there, and occasionally this other dude that is part of the group that leases the box would come and sit, and all that's great. So we do that, do that, do that. It's good. My kids want to eat, so I have my kids up. And while my kids are up, and I'm up feeding my kids and taking care of my kids, this other group slides over and takes our seats in the box. No, yeah. bad form. And I'm like, that's rude, right? Isn't that rude? Extremely. That's rude. And they wouldn't move. They wouldn't leave. So not only did they, and now granted, to be fair, this was after intermission. We had been there for the first, the front end of the show and the intermission and then after the like somewhat late part of the intermission, we got up to do some other stuff, but they completely like pilfered it, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I mean, I can't, I don't want to say anything, right? I don't want to be, I don't want to complain, I don't want to be like, hey, you're in our seats, because like, I mean, technically speaking, I didn't buy the seats, right? But my clearly, my kids had been sitting there. I had been sitting there with my kids, you know. I didn't leave a jacket over the seat, anything that was necessary. But they, but they, they took the seat. So not only did they take the seat, here's the thing. So they stay there, right? And she's, you know, taking her pictures and going on Instagram and looping boomerang videos of her kids dancing around, whatever. And that's fine. I'm glad they had a good time. Kids were young. I don't hold it against the kids. So as we're wrapping up and leaving, they had sat on in this little section of four, the two and the two. They had sat there and they had spilled drinks and spilled food. Right. Now remember, this is not their box. I mean, we're part of the group. We're we're guests of the group that leases the box. Uh-huh. Right. Well, their kids, other groups' kids, because I make my kids clean up after themselves. Okay. Right. And I make sure they didn't. We didn't take any food down there. They didn't take any drink. Well, they took pizza down there, but they didn't take drinks. Uh, they'd come up and have something to drink and then go back down. Well, their kids had spilled food and spilled water bottles over the the kind of the edge of the box, and it had run down on the car. It just made a mess. So you know, lights come on, events over, lights come off. You can clearly see this mess. Right? Do they clean up this mess? No. The answer is no. And all of a sudden, they're gone. So they leave without cleaning up the mess. So I'm sitting to myself, and I'm like, well, what can I say? Like, I don't want to be rude. Right? Again, I'm a guest. Right? But I'm like, okay. So you you took our seats, and you left a mess. So in the world of box etiquette, that's like a double fail, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I know it's a box, and they're going to have staff come in and clean it and wipe it up. But, I mean, isn't that kind of a dick move? Just Dude, a I mean, cause you complete know, dick move. You know your kids made the mess. I mean, it's plainly evident. You know what I mean? Like, all you do is look at where, and this other lady that was with the woman that had the two kids was still sitting over there. So, like, I couldn't even take my kids and go down to the front, right? Like, I couldn't do that because they, they ended up taking the four. They, they took three of the four, and then they still had one of the two in the front. So they ended up commandeering, like, the whole front row. And they made a mess. And they didn't clean up their mess. And then they peaced out. And I was like, man, you know, again, I don't want to complain. It was awesome. We had a great time. My kids had a great time. My kids my kids didn't think anything of it. But you know what I mean? They were moving all around. They sat in the second row. Then they sat up at the bar. I mean, whatever. They had a good time. But I'm just like... That's inconsiderate. You took our seats, and then you left a mess. Like, what the hell? What is that? 
That's some bullshit. That's what that is. What is that? Shannon, would you let your kids make a mess in a box and just be like, eh, whatever? Fuck no. Fuck no. Weird to me. No. It, like, it, it's just... So, of course... The, it's the, a lack of manners. Like, I... Like, fuck, man. I, I grew up in Kentucky. I'm from the South. To me, manners are everything. Like... If you go into someone's house, like if I go to your house, you, I know if you come to my house, you ask me to pull your finger before you fart. I know. I do. You know, I give this you the true. assist. But I'm not going to make a, ha- a mess at your house. And if I need to fart, you're going to pull my finger. But, you know, if I go to your house or if I go to Randy's house, I also bring beer. This is true. I don't know. I just think it's weird. I, Again, plainly evident. And I almost said something, but I didn't want to interject. Like, I, I felt kind of weird, like, being like, because I, I wanted to say, hey, you know, hey, are you guys going to clean this up? But I was like, is that my place to say it? So the dude that gave us the couple that that gifted us the tickets, like, he came down and he ended up cleaning all the stuff up, you know, which. Did I'm you not- at least t- explain to him what happened? Oh, he knew. I mean, okay. we never sat over there. <clears throat> we never sat in the, in the area where the mess was. So I mean, he knew. It, it just it's just rude and inconsiderate. I mean, right? And it's just like it's like the, it, I, I, I don't have time for people like that. I like, just I just think it's weird. Like I'm not saying you gotta you know get a vacuum out and vacuum the the box, but can you at least just be like, oh man, my kid spilled a bottle of water, and there's like a whole be a complete fucking cunt about like, it, right? I just I don't know, it's just strange to me. Anyway. Anyway. I mean, common courtesy, right? You know, it's, it's a I common mean, courtesy reach around, man. It's like the right. tattooing reach, or, or the screech around. Or, but anyway, you gonna make a mess? But when, but when we were raised, I mean, make our parents were like, "You made a mess, clean it the fuck it up. up." Right. Uh-huh. That's the argument, isn't it? Anyway, so that's that's my box etiquette story. I didn't say it was a good story. I'm just saying, hey, look. Don't be a seat thief. If clear, if people have clearly established that they're sitting with their kids, don't be a seat thief. And if your kids make a big ass mess, right, clean some of it up. You know that's easy, isn't it? Isn't is there it? anything anyone worse than the seat thief at a like a, a sporting event or a concert? Like that's like my biggest pet peeve. Is like or even a movie. Like when I walk into a theater or a sporting event, I'm like. There better not be a motherfucker sitting in my seat or a plane. Like I'm going on a plane on in, in <laughs> less than two days now. At this point, my like, god, seat thieves get on my last fucking nerve. Well, if you sit in my seat in a the movie theater, chances are I'm going to sit in your lap when I'm when I come back. That's all that'd, I'm going to say. That'd be pretty funny. Does but... that count as a free lap dance? I don't know. Uh, well, okay, all right. Hmm. Or, or a squash match. Oh, oh. Because yeah. Randy is a strong mofo. Now, yes. with you, Shannon, on a, pl- on a on a plane, you know, I could just see you just be like, "Well, I guess someone's got to pull my finger because I, I need to get people out of my seat." <laughs> you know, just saying. Close quarters. Hey, hey, you know, you know, Mark might like them because they've probably watched Fargo. But outside of that. <laughs> You know, I just, <laughs> uh, it's on the to watch list. It is on the to watch list. Been on uh, for last also day. that needs to be on the to watch list is, uh, Andy Reed talking about Jordan love, by the way, 
<laughs> I love this line from Andy Reid. So, Chiefs coach, uh, Chiefs head coach Andy Reid was asked about his thoughts on the former Nevada product. <laughs> he made one start. This is why I love uh, why he was asked. Love made one start, which came against the Kansas City Chiefs in 2021 when Rodgers was on the reserve COVID-19 list. At the owners' meeting, Andy Reid was asked about his thoughts on the former uh, Nevada product, and he said, "Quote: I'm trying to remember Jordan Love." <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong. Dear Packers fans, good luck. Believe me, as a Packers fan, I'm womp womp. I'm I'm empathetic. It's it's real. What did you think of uh, Jordan Love in that quarter? One by up in the game that he played against you. What was that? Two years ago. Who's that? Jordan Love. Um, trying to remember Jordan Love. Packers. That's I'm, I'm, I mean, Bruh. I mean, you guys have had it easy, really. You, you guys, you, you guys have had thirty years, dude. Yeah, exactly. It's time years. for you to suffer like us, you know, like the 49ers fans did for a while. Oh, Colts have been suffering. The Giants have suffered. Clearly, the Redskins slash Commanders have suffered. It's mm. time. Mm. It, your, your time has finally come. Enjoy. Well, hopefully, <laughs> love is at least average. Just don't be a dumpster fire. You know, I don't think you can ask for three Hall of Fame. I mean, you can't expect like that. You got two back to back. Well, the problem is, is you got the, the Packers have gotten rid of a lot of their like. I, I mean, know. you got some good young wide receivers. Don't get me wrong, you got good running backs, but I know the problem is, is like you've lost a lot of those veterans that really made that offense run. Whether it's Tunyon or Lazard, I'm sure Cobb's uh, has Cobb already signed with the Jets. I, I know that no, was something. but I mean, Cobb's they're not going to bring they're not going to resign Cobb. Cobb was a Rodgers guy. So that's exactly. Dumb. So Sorry. I mean, the team's going to have a very different look next year. Although I suppose they'll actually run the Fleurs offense now. Um, but yeah, we'll see. E- either way, it's going to be a a season of adjustment, and unless Jordan Love is legit, like quickly, clearly establishes that people, uh, you know. It's been a long time since Packers fans have really had to worry about the the quarterback position. So this is going to be a weird, a weird year, weird year. Uh, how, how much would it piss you off if the Packers actually drafted a wide receiver in the first round? <laughs> that would be oh super annoying. Uh, most of the mocks, and I've joked around with Matt about this, about taking that tight end. I think he's out of Notre Dame, and it would be kind of funny that they all these years they wouldn't take a a, a wide receiver. And then they start taking some high caliber like like skill position players in the first like why that'd be fucked up. Dude. I know, I know, I know. It it would be it would be annoying, but that would be kind of fitting, right? <laughs> we'll see, <laughs> we'll see, dude. I I don't know, man. Uh, I will say as Dan Snyder is making his way out the door, uh, I don't know if you guys heard this soundbite, but uh, Mike McDaniel, who most people may not realize this, he did coach in Washington. All right, three seasons. There's a whole bunch of NFL head coaches that spent time in Washington under like Shanahan and uh, Mike Shanahan and, and and Kyle Shanahan. Well, really Mike, but you get the deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I love this. This guy was asking him about uh, Dan Snyder selling the uh, Commanders. You know, when I worked there, I, I I felt I felt as though he was a guy that has lived his whole life to be the owner of that particular team. So it, it is surprising, I guess, and from my experience, just because of my, you know, three years there, um, it, it, 
I, I didn't necessarily see that coming. Um, but in general, people have different reasons to do whatever. Wow, the organization's worth that much? So they had a tough cut. He was talking about the what the organization was going to sell for. This is really the part that's more relevant. <laughs> wow, the organization's worth that much? And, you know, I couldn't get free coffee? <laughs> All right. Way wow. To go. Yeah, way to go, Dan Snodder, you twat. <laughs> I, I really can't wait till... I, I, I mean, I know it seems like it's imminent, but... They can't get done soon I'll enough. Be, I'll be so glad when that ass bag is gone. Just get him, get him out of yeah. here. Well, I mean, get him out of here. Like you had said in the past, like like when the 49ers are a good team, and you know some of these other teams are good. Like for us, 80s and 90s, the Skins were a solid team, and it made the league better. They're we great. and and obviously, you know, with the Commanders, I God, please, I wish they would change their name to something different. Uh, but that's why I try to just say Washington. But it's just, I feel like the legacy of the 80s and 90s skins, that's something that really should have, I wish it kind of, you know, continued. But, I mean, the hogs, man. I mean, how can you go wrong with that? Hogs were awesome. Hogs were awesome. You you guys have such, you have such a great history. And Snyder just kind of just fucked you guys. He did. And I feel bad in that respect. He crapped all over it. So yeah. I, I can't I can't wait till this team gets sold. Someone who actually understands and appreciates the history for Washington and tries to bring that back. I really hope you guys get that. Remember the dude years ago after Modell passed away and somebody went and peed on his grave? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we did talk about that. Yeah. Rest All assured, right. if when Snyder passes away, <laughs> right? If his ass is dumb enough to get buried anywhere stateside. People are going to leave flaming dog shit and they're going to piss on Dan Snyder's grave. If he's smart, right, he either gets the Viking funeral, you know, burn him up on a raft, or he gets cremated, or he's buried in Europe. Because in Europe, no one's going to give a crap. But let me tell you, if he's buried anywhere near, like, D.C., people are going to make trips, right, to piss on that dude's grave. That is so, not that was that is not what I want. But rest assured, Dan Snyder, right? I will have a full bladder when I visit. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Now you're gonna go. <laughs> we'll we'll join you and we'll old we will... school. You're gonna go with the spoof of let it go, and you're gonna be like, let me poo. Do you remember when we did the let ice bucket poo. challenge? Yes. yes. Right. Uh, we will do, we will do the 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 piss bucket challenge. I think <laughs> for, <laughs> for Dan for Dan Snyder. No, at that look, line look. might be as long as Comic Con. Who knows? It 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 might be. It uh, very yeah. well could be. That would we'll be a to, very. We'll have, take a, we'll have to take a number. In between uh, all the shit that guy shoveled and all the all the piss and shit people might leave at the site, uh, that will be a very well fertilized area. And, and those people that took your seats might try to uh, drop, I, I drop in front of you. Man, look, look, look! If you're not going to make your kids clean it up, at least clean up after your kids, man. Come on, like, you know. Don't don't be that guy. Don't be that parent, man. Don't don't be, don't be that parent. Anyway, all right. Let's shift gears. We need to do some quick Final Four stuff. It has taken us an hour and a half to get here, so my apologies to everybody. Not really. We had fun, so that's how it goes. There's only one former champion remaining in the tournament. That's UConn. None of the coaches in the Fuck tournament. <laughs> yeah, none of the coaches in the tournament at this point have won it before. So you're going to get a first timer, and. 
you know, UConn is obviously one before, but if for whatever reason Miami takes down UConn, you're going to get a first-time winner. I mean, it, it's really a fascinating tournament. By the way, my understanding is that in the NCAA.com bracket challenge, there's only six people that correctly predicted the Final Four. What? Yeah. Seriously. Which which is amazing anyway. I mean, who would have picked San Diego State and FAU? It's one thing to pick Miami and UConn, but the others? Nuts. So a couple of fun factoids with it. When you're talking about your seeding total, this is the second highest combined seed total for a Final Four. UConn's a four, Miami's a five, San Diego State's a five. FEU's a nine. All right, so it's 23. Shannon, do you remember the only Final Four with a higher combined seed total? You Got should. Got 2011 with uh, yep. uh, UConn, or uh, with uh, Butler and uh, VCU, right? Yep, UConn was a three, Kentucky a four, Butler an eight, VCU an 11. Yep. 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 That Was that also in Houston? Yes. Look at that. I think UConn has a – did they win both of their other championships in Houston? Or in Texas. I know they won that one in Houston. Yeah, they did. They did. Uh, you got three time, ta- three teams making their Final Four debut. This is the first time that's happened since 1970. Yep. You have zero teams, zero teams from the AP preseason top ten in the Final Four. That's the third time this has happened since 1961. Mm. Obviously, it happened in 2011 and in 2006. We've talked about Duke and Kentucky, the one and done era, right? Understand that your starting lineups on the Elite Eight teams, not the Final Four, but the Elite Eight, all right, you had 19 transfers, you had 16 seniors, and you had one true freshman in the starting lineup. How about that? One and done era is over. You know who the who the uh, the one true freshman was? Who's that? Brandon Miller. <laughs> oh, jeez. See you later, bro. <laughs> Atrocious tournament, by the way. Ooh, that guy did not have a good tourney. No, he did not. He did. Who knows? It may not hurt his draft stock. Probably won't. It didn't help it. Didn't help it. And you know what? Last last week we were like, oh, man, look out. Tom Izzo, dangerous in the Sweet 16. Didn't happen. Kudos to Kansas State. That game was phenomenal, by the way. Kansas State, well, Michigan, Michigan State was Michigan great. State did not I mean, I know. I don't think they lost that game. They did not, but like Kansas State just took it. They did. Uh, you know, I, I think Izzo Izzo looks like surprised, right? I mean, it it felt like Michigan State was going to take that game, and they just they didn't. I mean, um, you drop ninety and go to over over ninety points and go to overtime, you don't win. Like that's tough. Yeah, that was, in my opinion, that was one of the best games I've seen in the tournament. Oh. And Noel, by the Marquise Noel, by the way, twenty points, nineteen assists, which was completely ridiculous considering that he rolled his ankle. Uh, look, he was limping around; didn't matter. He was throwing up junk junk threes; didn't matter. He made them. <laughs> and arguably, I would say this has to be in one shining moment. It was one of the best plays of the tournament. Uh, Noel was out there uh, talking to his coach, right? Talking to the coach, and I know he also was talking to people in the stands. There's there's some fun segments where he's talking about. You know, seeing Isaiah Thomas in the stands and, and all that. But sitting there, and he's, like, looking at the coach, right? And then all of a sudden, he whips just this completely filthy alley-oop to Keontae Johnson. Faked him out. I mean, that that was that was brilliant. It was under a minute to go. I, I mean, oh, it was yeah. an, an incredible play. 
And uh, Noel had a strip and a bucket to ice the win to get it to 98-93. I'm still surprised that Michigan State didn't get their final shot off. Uh, They had some opportunities. I I thought one of the guys should have just taken the shot. But, you know. Irony. (laughs) But Noel is clearly, I would say, the most signature, at least it feels like, the most impactful signature player of the tournament. I I really thought Kansas State was going to make make the final four, but hell of a job, uh, getting past Michigan state, but by the way, uh, real, real quick. Yeah. For those that don't remember, Keontae Johnson Mm -hmm. is a transfer from Florida who a number of years ago was on the floor, had to be taken off in a emergency situation and was actually in a coma. For a number of days. I did not realize that. I, did, I didn't make that connection. And, uh, yeah. And I was like, Keontae Johnson. I was like, that that sounded familiar. And, like, he was in a coma. And, and Florida, I guess, declared him ineligible or that he would never play again. And and I remember the game where uh, Kentucky came because Calipari had recruited him. And, uh you know, give him some dap and all that, but I, I I had no idea he had he had been medically cleared and had transferred to Kansas State. Um, so that to me, the fact that he's able, I'm to surprised play. that didn't get brought up in any of the broadcasts. I don't remember anybody mentioning that. I I, I maybe I missed on, it, but I, I, you may have missed it, but. The name I was just like that just sounds familiar, yeah. and I, I think I may have heard it on a sports center at some point. Yeah. But uh, to me, that's just that's just remarkable, and that the is. fact that he's had a great season, I, I'm just so happy for that young man uh, that he's been able to just just play again and yeah. at the level he is. And um, uh, Noel was just an hey. absolute beast. I mean. It's a forty-minute game. Dude had nineteen assists. I mean, amazing, filthy. Who who does he think he is, Caitlin Clark? I mean, come on. <laughs> you know, there's a couple teams that could have used Caitlin Clark. <laughs> Gonzaga in particular, Arkansas. What the hell? What so, the hell? Connecticut, not only in the Sweet Sixteen, but in the Elite Eight, twenty-plus point victories. Mm-hmm. They, dude. They've been whooping some ass. Special kudos to San Diego State for taking out Alabama. Uh, by yes. the way, Alabama had 14 turnovers, and they shot three from three of 27 from three. Three of 27. That's not going to get it done. Woo. Well, it did. Bold, bold oh, strategy, Cotton. Yeah. Terrible. That's awful. By the way, shout out to San Diego State, who in the year where the tournament got canceled. Mm-hmm. We're thirty and two going into the tournament. Mm. God bless. Yeah. They, so them, them, Gonzaga, and, uh, Dayton, Dayton, who was also Dayton. Didn't they have? They had the guy that was he? The, he wasn't the number one pick in the draft, was he? He got nah, drafted high he, though. He, uh, Toppin. Yeah, uh, he plays for the Knicks now. Uh, his yeah. brother plays for Kentucky, but like Man. Toppin, like Dayton was like a, a a one seed, and San Diego State was a one seed, and those two teams were like destined to make the Final Four, and they did get that opportunity. I there's there's a part of me that, in retrospect, I'm like they should have just played, you know, 
I think they could have taken procedures and set some stuff up and still just done. They would have had to do it without fans. But they could have uh, done it without fans. But yeah. I think they could have played. But I think I, at it, that point it was, yeah, I know. It was too unsure. I know, I know. there was there was so much uncertainty. But it's like in retrospect, you look back and you're like, God, you should have played the tournament. <laughs> you should have played the tournament. Give us something. Yeah. Something. Uh, but kudos to them. And then uh, Miami, by the way, taking out Houston. I love the story. And the reason I bring this game up. So Miami had 15 points off turnovers in the first half, which is ridiculous. Uh, yes. And Isaiah Wong, ACC Player of the Year, had 20 points in that game. But uh, it was the most points given up by Houston in a loss since 2018, by the way. Wow. But... Going into that game, there was a point that 12 of the Miami players got stuck in an elevator. Oh, and shit. It, and it took half an hour to get them out. And Larinaga, talking about this game, was telling these players that they had to pack the paint. And so we ended up telling them, and I, I'm paraphrasing, but Larinaga told him, you got to play D in the paint like you were in the elevator yesterday. Pack it <laughs> in. <laughs> and I'm like, that's brilliant, man. That is fantastic. Also, kudos to Rodney Terry. Shannon, did he get a five-year contract for Texas? Yes. Well-earned. Yes. After well the Chris Beard stuff went yeah. down, and he yeah. not only held it together, but led that team to a Big 12 title. And I know. Good job. They, I mean, Good for, job. what, 30, 35 minutes, looked like they were heading to the final four. I know. But Jim mm. Laranega and Miami just – that, that team just, like – it just the vibe of that game was they were the scrappy dog that wasn't going away. Yeah, I thought Texas was going to put him away a couple of times, and Miami just kept coming back. They were down thir- at one point in the second half. They were down thirteen, but that that felt like a high level played basketball game. Like some like I forget which game it was that was played in the fifty. That may have been the Creighton game. The, the the Creighton um, San Diego State San Diego State yeah, where that was, was in the fifties slugfest yeah but this one felt like a high level offensive game yeah. and then Miami just just clamped down at the end. Larinaga, by the way, was an assistant head uh, assistant to uh, Terry Holland at UVA back in the Ralph Sampson era. Wow! So we have a little Virginia connection to Terry uh, Terry Holland <laughs> to a rest <laughs> in peace. By the way to uh Larinaga, which is kind of neat well i mean and you also uh what was it 17 years to the day that he led george mason to yes. the final four he, yes. lead, he leads miami yes. to the final four 15 coaches of, uh and i've seen different numbers pti said 17 one of the espn sports center said 15 but anyway uh the last the the ESP, the sports center quote was 15 coaches or stat was 15 coaches have taken more than one school to the final four Pretty elite group, but Miami doesn't have a history of doing this. And of course, neither yeah. did George Mason. So Larinaga, man, props to him for doing that. Um, I will say, when I was watching that game, I was relatively—I mean, I was pulling for, for Miami. I'm an ACC guy, so I was kind of hope Miami would win. Uh, but I love like the Terry story, right? And I, I like how vested that guy is in the players. So I didn't really have a dog in a fight. But let me tell you what: when that Cunningham dude was backpedaling on that blockout. And ended up upending Omir going for a rebound late. I was like, F that. <laughs> no. And so I was I was I was absolutely tickled at that point 
and I, I think I sent in the chat something like, I hope, you know, Cunningham was backpedaling into the locker room as as well as he backpedaled into Omir. I thought that dude, I thought that dude was going to get hurt, man, the way he went down. But he, he, he ended up hitting both free throws. And um, Miami's defense stepped up, you know, to help steal that win. Keep in mind, Miami has beaten a one, a two, and a four seed. And I believe their 13-point comeback is the largest in the tournament so far. So, Larinaga uh, getting a win would be would be pretty sweet. I I would imagine Shannon, I get, I would think that whoever comes out of Miami and UConn is the favorite to win the tournament. I mean, I would think I, you would have to think of this what Florida Atlantic and uh, San Diego State. San Diego State maybe a Saint uh, I don't know. It, it's got to be Miami, Connecticut and yeah. I think with San Diego City, it's really about how they call the game. You know what I mean? And do they let them play really physically? Yeah. I mean, San Diego State will body you up, man. Uh, and, of course, in that game, again, kudos to them for taking out Alabama. I thought Creighton was going to get them. But San Diego State was up 56-54 uh, to 54 with about 34 seconds to play. They had that inbounds pass where the Creighton guy got it. What on earth what a mess. were you thinking? Not not well enough. He got it, and he got the quick layup, the quick bucket to tie it up fifty six to fifty six. And I was like, "Oh man, uh, what what a deal!" Never ever ever, ever. throw a fifty fifty ball to the other side of the bucket, like to right, the opponent's bucket, right Never. right right by the basket. Yeah, that was that was that, a bold, that was a bold strategy, Cotton. That's basketball, dude. You you no, you, no. you play with fire, you are gonna get burned. Well, they got burned on that, but they got bailed out. Oh, well, maybe I shouldn't say that. Six seconds to go. Trammell gets it, drives, puts up the flutter shot, and uh, Nembhard's hand. And look, his hand was on Trammell's hip. It was. It, but it, it, it reminds me of the Super Bowl, which a lot of people made this reference to. Do you want to make that call in that moment? And look, technically, yes, it was a foul. He had his hand on the hip. It looks like he pushed down a little bit. So technically, it is the right call, right? Uh, I'm not going to argue otherwise, but what I will say is how as physical as that game had been, I thought that was a soft call in the moment. I would have much rather seen that game settled in overtime than settled mm. at the free throw line on that call, given how they had let most of that game be. Didn't like it, and I would say to you that had they not called it, I think people would have been less upset compared to them calling it and the reaction. And I know, look, fine, you want to say, well, you know, but it's just fans, it's blah, blah, blah. Man, I hear you, okay? And the ref had a good angle. He had a good line of sight. It's not that it's a bad call. It's that it feels like the wrong call in the moment. It, it decided the game. Right. It the, did. the refs at that moment, point in time, decided the game. And that's that, That's not what you want as no. a fan. You want the players to decide it. As our our favorite Bill Raftery would say, it's a nickel dimer. Yeah. Um, to me, that's a play on. You're you're going to get contact regardless. Uh, you either play through it and make that shot. Yeah. Knowing you're going to get contacted. You know, I don't know that the ending, the ultimate outcome changes, but I I just would have rather have seen it settled in OT than that as you know and i i I get it that 
yes, by the rule rule of the law, it's right. Well, I mean, but let's think about this for a second. If if they've been, you know, pretty lax with their calling all game, you know, you just stick to it. Don't don't all of a sudden decide to be like. Granted, yes, it's the right call. However, if you haven't been calling it all game, don't call it now. That was six seconds to go. Not, not no, with, which they haven't, because they were letting the physical play all game long. By the go. way, how is it? How is it that you know at the end of that game you had the the full length, essentially the, the full length of the court. The dude, the Creighton dude, threw it all the way down to the other end. It gets tipped. The ball goes out of bounds. And I swear to you, there were two tenths of a second left on the clock. All right, it would have taken all kinds of miracles for anything to, to, to come out of that. But the, they took a stopwatch, right, and manually ran the time and said, nope, time ex- time's expired, game's over. Like, what the hell was that? What was that? I have not seen that. I get what the announcers are saying, that the clock didn't start on time. But to me, that's like replay going a little too far, like, Replay to me is you're trying to turn an obvious missed call correct, right? I, yeah. Instead of every little fucking detail. Yeah, it's too, like, it's too much. It's too it, much. It, it's just too much. It's, it takes away from the game. I mean, there's more drama in two tenths of a second in trying to do a tip in than oh, game's over. Blah blah. See ya. Yeah, like I just I don't know that that was a very unsatisfying ending to that particular I, game, and I don't say that to take anything away from San Diego State. I mean, go Aztecs, good on y'all. You got the win, and that they earned the win. I just don't like that call in that moment with that amount of time left. Yeah. Again, technically, it's the correct <clears throat> call. I just would say I believe it's a soft whistle. I agree with Jay Wright. You know what I mean, and they had they had a lively debate about this game, obviously in the in the post game show. I just think you know if if, if over the course <laughs> over over the course of a game, if they're letting them go at it, the players adjust to that, the coaches adjust to that, and then to call it real tight, eh, not a fan, Dude, man. Greg Gumble and Clark Kellogg did their best to try to take the referee's side and. Char- oh, Clark Kellogg was all about the ref side on that one. Char- Charles Barkley, Jay Wright, and Kitty Smith were not happening. Mm-hmm. No, sir. Clark, well, Kellogg, no, Clark Kellogg got feisty, man, with Jay Wright. I was like, oh. Go ahead, I'm Randy. sorry. I'm sorry. If you're going to call the game a certain way, you shouldn't ch- You shouldn't change it. You really, you really should just stick with what you're doing, not all of a sudden just be like, well – Final 10, five, whatever seconds left. And then all of a sudden you're just going to be like, all right, it's ticky tack time. Yeah. yeah. Or like like you said, getting down to using a stopwatch. Come on, get the hell out of here. All that the shit. technology just, they have, they're going to bring out a damn actual stopwatch. That's not that's, as accurate as what they already have. That's, Come on. That's a bullshit because there's still human error potentially there regardless. Yes. yes. So it's at times, and, and we've seen it whether it's MLB, NBA, NHL, NFL. If you're gonna call it in the playoffs, if you're gonna do it a certain way, stick to it. Look, there's two things I don't want to see. I don't want to see Kentucky quarterback Will Levis eating a banana without peeling it, and I don't want to see refs. (laughs) 
Same. I don't want to see refs using an actual damn stopwatch to figure out tenths of a second. Stop. It's terrible. It's terrible. It's terrible. It's it's almost as terrible as Gonzaga's performance against UConn. Bro. Almost. By the way, uh, UConn has their in their four tournament games. They they won by 24, 15, 23, and 28. Gonzaga, by the way, two of 20 from three. You ain't winning shit. You shoot two for 20. Fucking UConn. Yeah. Uh, also, UConn's women's team lost to Ohio State. That snapped a streak of 16 straight Elite Eight appearances. They failed That's to reach insane. the Final Four for the first time since 2007. Damn. Dude. I was That's... 30. <laughs> uh, that's a pretty impressive streak. That's before I was married. That's before I had kids. That's before I even knew Sarah. Like, what the hell? <laughs> Lily was one, and she's now 17 that's and nuts. a junior that's... and getting ready to go to prom. That's a long time, dude. Bro. That's a long time, man. That's a long time. So, no, UConn was on point. I I, I will say I didn't like – I thought they were real ticky-tacky with Timmy. Not for all of his fouls, but for some of his fouls. And when they when they dinged him for his fourth foul about three minutes into the second half, dude, I mean, it, uh, it was 44-34. When Timmy uh, – I think that was the score when he sat on the bench. They were ball effed. Ball game. That was yes, ball game. And, I, you know, you can make an argument that maybe Gonzaga emptied their tank against UCLA. By the way, Gonzaga-UCLA, man, you got some classic games that those, those two teams have played. Good Lord. But, man, did they get their ass whooped by UConn. Holy crap. That was such a such a letdown, though. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I think it, it's it's worse because that Gonzaga-UCLA game was so good. And, look, I understand UCLA's got depth problems. They have injury problems. I hear that. The Zags running that Villanova trailer play um, that Villanova used to beat UNC in the uh, 2016 championship game. Yeah. Uh, Julian Strother hitting that long three from the March Madness logo was just ballsy and gutsy. Uh oh. And, and yeah, well, that, that soundboard didn't work. And sorry, bro. So, broop, you said balls. Uh, Timmy, 36 points, 13 rebounds. But, you know, Timmy missed uh, two late free throws. And, and really, he got bailed out by Strother. Um, he did. He did. But the Zags were down 13 at the half. And then they were up by 10 late. And then it ended up coming down to that insanity. I mean, that. It that should was, not have come down to that. No. Like when you're up ten that late, and you'd like I'm, I'm like having Adam Morrison vibes at that point. Going, oh, I had, I had forgotten that that dude. I had forgotten that dude was essentially balling on the court, <laughs> and I don't mean I mean B A W L balding as in crying. Oh, dude, he was yeah. crying with like three seconds to go because he, he knew it was over. And oh yeah, they had been just crushing him the whole game and. They gave up, what, a 17-point lead in, like, the last, what was it, three or four minutes? It was gross. It was gross. Awful. It was gross. Gross. And, like, I I love that he's in the the March Madness commercial He looks so different with that short hair. Yeah. But he calls games for them. So, he, like, he was there, and, like, he's probably having, like, PTSD at this point. Yeah, yeah, probably. Probably. Um, Uh. San Diego State, by the way, they have three fifth-year players and one sixth-year player. By the way, breaking <laughs> news. Uh-oh. 
Drew Timmy is foregoing the NBA draft and coming back for his 11th year at Gonzaga. His 12th, his 12th season? That's pretty funny. <laughs> I think I think Drew Timmy's been at Gonzaga as long as we've been recording this podcast. Pretty sure. <laughs> it feels like it, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. He's using that COVID uh, eligibility at this yeah, point. That, I'm pretty sure he's gone, but that is pretty funny. Uh, <laughs> side note. I will give Princeton a, a little bit of gloss, man. They played they played Creighton tight in the first half, but man, Creighton put them to bed in the second. But that that was a fun run. Texas just beat the crap out of uh, Xavier, but I don't know. I'm still pretty happy about Rodney Terry getting that that contract extension. I'm just clearing out some notes here. I'm sitting there looking at a couple of things. Yeah, good for him. <clears throat> yeah, I think it's pretty cool. It'd be um, great if Arkansas could have shown up for the Sweet Sixteen, yeah, right? Uh, I will say uh, thank you, Florida Atlantic, for taking out Tennessee. That is my Duke fandom. Oh, if you're going to blow Duke. No, I appreciate uh, Florida Atlantic taking out Tennessee. Uh, I appreciate it, too, as the Kentucky fan. I know you do. They outscored Tennessee 40-28 to 28 in the second half. Hey, look. Good God. You can't as spell- Alex Trebek would say, Randy. Fuck them. Oh, well, I mean, for sure. Fuck them. See? There you go. There well, it is. Oh, that one works. Yeah, that's YouTube, right? <laughs> yes, YouTube. That's gotta be YouTube. Yeah, that's a that's a YouTube one. Hey, you yeah. can't spell out as an out of the tournament without UT. Just saying. <laughs> so, I'm in. FAU, get the fuck out of here. FAU out of get, here. Get the FAU. Yeah, what? I think I had a tweet. I said, "What the FAU?" <laughs> I laughed at that one. We lost a follower after I said that one, though. <laughs> <laughs> Gee, I wonder why. I was like, oh, somebody didn't. Wah, wah. I was like, somebody didn't have a sense of humor. <laughs> that, or maybe, maybe it was a bot. Maybe Elon Musk took a bot out. I don't know. Maybe, but uh, yeah, we, don't, we don't need the bots. No, we don't need the bots. Uh, I am curious though if that was one of those things where you know you get so up for certain opponents, and uh, I think Tennessee they obviously you know, balled out and they handled business against Duke and maybe, you know what I mean? Like you just kind of wonder sometimes when you have an opponent like that, and then you have an opponent that's relatively unknown, you know, well, I mean, uh, but I mean, how many times have we seen that in playoffs in general where, you know, you're just like, Oh, these guys, eh, we should have them. No problem. The next thing you know, they ball out and you're like, I know. where the fuck did these guys come from? Can't well, make, I mean, Tennessee was assumption. up in that second half and yeah. it's just like FAU took over. And at, at FAU just kept rolling, dude. And that, that <coughs> dude, that one big white dude on Tennessee, like when FAU hit a three, ended up punching a dude in the yeah. face. He got, he got a technical call on him. Did you like, listen to that segment with the uh, FAU coach on Rich Eisen? I sent it to you. I you did. Uh, I, I had a thirteen it, plus it, it, hour it's okay, day. Yesterday. It's okay. It's okay. I would uh, highly yeah. encourage you to go and listen to that segment. That dude, when you listen to his interview with Rich Eisen, <clears throat> Dusty May is his name. Yes, and he said something. I think he said something like, "I think they're going to pick us fifth in the Final Four. <laughs> <laughs> but when you listen to that guy, you will appreciate his interview for multiple reasons. I will not spoil any of it for you. Right. Um, you you will like him, and you will like his backstory okay. because he's got ties to Indiana and Bob Knight. I mean, it's very fascinating. Okay. Um, so do yourself I'll a favor today. Yeah, do yourself a favor and listen to the, his uh, interview with Rich Eisen. But you you hear that and you see what they've done. It's really hard not to like from a 
a rooting interest standpoint to pull for Florida Atlantic. I mean, that's that's pretty incredible. It's pretty incredible. Also, uh, look, we have to give we have to give a raise a glass and a tip of the cap to Jerome Tang, uh, Kansas State's head coach. When when FAU took Kansas State out, and that was a great game too. All right. That was a great game, too. I will say, I thought Noel was going to get that last shot, and we've talked about this a ton. It looks like he uh, that last play was drawn up for him to pass it to basically get defenders off of him. Another guy was supposed to kick it back to him so that Noel could take the buzzer-beater shot attempt. It didn't happen because FAU's defense swallowed swallowed him up. Uh, I think they stripped the ball, too. So that was just – that was tough. But Jerome Tang – Oh man, what a phenomenally classy dude. He went to their locker room and he he basically gave them just gloss. I don't know if if Shannon if you hadn't heard it. I, Randy, I kind of doubt you heard this, but I don't know if you did Shannon, but I mean this is incredible. Toughness, your togetherness, your ability to make plays for each other, right? Like the way you communicate with each other. There's no, nobody can beat y'all, right? Nobody can. So just stay together. Don't get distracted between now and then, all right? Stay locked in. Keep doing what you're doing. Y'all the toughest son of a guns we played all year long. Uh, just proud of y'all be rooting Appreciate for you. That. All right? I mean, I, I can't tell you. I don't re- ever remember a time at that level, at that, you know what I mean? An Elite Eight game. The head coach of the team that lost goes to the locker room of the team that beat them and did something like that. I don't know. I, I like it. I, I mean, I like the, the sentiment, and I think that was definitely the right call. Class. I mean, that that's incredible. Appreciation for the sport. Yeah. Oh, it is. You know, uh, respect to your opponent. <clears throat> and, you know, like FAU – Let's be honest. Like they they've won what thirty five games, thirty six I think, right or thirty six at this point. And yeah. people are probably like, "Yeah, you're nine seed, yeah, whatever." And it, this coach is like, "No, nah, man, like <laughs> y'all y'all for real." Like as far as collegiate, like if they win if they win a national championship, oh I think God. they tie the record for the most wins in a college season, which I believe is thirty eight. It's either thirty eight or thirty nine. I can't remember. Well, I mean, like, consider that you're... consider that Dusty May, when he took the job at FAU, he almost quit hours after doing it. Quote, I walk in the room and I started crying. And I said, I just committed career, career suicide. I can't do this. <laughs> and yet your ass is in Houston in the final four with the team that you almost, quote unquote, committed career suicide yeah. with. I mean, it's pretty positive. Sometimes you just have to stay the course and just keep at it. And clearly we're seeing that here where the fact that he didn't give up and the fact that he, you know, he's done a great job coaching these guys up and really getting them ready that we have a real legitimate chance of seeing history, you know? That that just tells me he has high standards of himself. And... I need to listen to that interview because if you're telling me he has Bob Knight and Indiana ties, then I I can see that standard of excellence that you're, that I'm thinking without hearing it. Yeah. And and, and, uh, I'd forgotten that Lane Kiffin served as the uh, head football coach uh, for Florida Atlantic. Yes, he did. 
So maybe that helped, uh, you know, get the fluff up the facilities a little bit. But I tell you hey. what, I tell you what, um, that 2,500 seat gym that made Dusty May cry, right? Yeah. They're going to be doing some upgrades. Yes, they are. And, uh, and thankfully, thankfully, Florida Atlantic did not have to play Purdue in the tournament <laughs> because Bob Knight would have given <laughs> the pep speech of the true. century for FAU. That's true. Uh, Shannon, fun fun factoid, fun factoid. Uh, number nine, Florida Atlantic, and number five, San Diego State, are set to square off, obviously, in the Final Four. They'll mm-hmm. join Butler and VCU as the only other two mid-majors uh, mid-major teams to ever battle, you know, in the final four, you know, what's wild about that is that that Butler VCU matchup in 2011 was in Houston, right? right? And the winner of that game went on the face Connecticut. So mm-hmm. we're looking at, and I know we, we sort of alluded to it earlier. It's pretty wild to think you have that set up again. Yeah. Now, now UConn has to win, right? Well, UConn's they've been win. doing that pretty easily. Yeah. Well, maybe. Um, I will say there's a part of me that is very curious, right? Now, this is not what I'm saying I hope is happening or what I'm rooting for to happen. I mean, I, I don't really have a dog in the fight here. But there's a lot of interesting storylines. But I will say this. If FAU beats San Diego State and Miami beats UConn, we not only have the Final Four, but we end up with the final Florida man matchup. It's the final. I, I knew you were going there. Can you imagine what's going to happen in Florida if you have FAU versus Miami? Again, can we get Bugs Bunny to make something happen? He might have to saw off half the state. But Bugs Bunny going to break out Dude. the saw and just send Florida on down. There's going to be so, so many meth labs. Right, I mean, it's it's just it's just going to be crazy. Oh my god! <laughs> I mean, already then in between Fargo and Breaking Bad and FAU, nil meth deals, <laughs> nil meth deals. Um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's going to be nuts. But if if you give me final the final four as the final Florida man, I mean, my god. Buckle up, buddy. Buckle up. Y'all going to have to be ready down in Florida. Like, for real. Well, I mean, this weekend's already going to be insane enough. I mean, mm-hmm. e- each game has a Florida team. Like, I remember when BCU went to the Final Four here, and, like, it was the early game, and Amber and I went to the National because they showed the whole game there, and it, it was a blast. Yeah. And we had a good time. But oof, apparently, after the game, the city didn't have a good time. But no, no. <laughs> well, look, we need to shift gears and, and we need to start wrapping up. So let's um, couple of things, couple of things. I'm gonna raise a glass to Marquise no- uh, Noel. All right, he did in fact, you know, look at Isaiah Thomas, and did tra- essentially trash talk. Not only was he fussing with his coach. Or maybe that was by design. But he was trash talking Isaiah Thomas in the stands. 
Now, quote, yeah, I was talking to Isaiah Thomas because I think he had a friend over there, and he was that friend, I think, was Mateen Cleaves. <laughs> and I'm like, y'all not going to win today, and I just kept looking at him for some added motivation. <laughs> That's incredible. Incredible. Arguably the player of the tournament. He's the only player in men's college basketball history to record the following numbers in this tournament. 80-plus points, 50-plus assists, and 10-plus steals. I mean, his stat lines through four games were just filthy. Yeah. Just filthy. And keep in mind, 19 assists in that one game. It's a 40-minute game, y'all. That is ridiculous. 94 points, 54 assists, 16 steals in four games. He had himself a game. Amazing. Yep, had himself a game. Kid, so. kid balled out. He did. He did. He did. So, uh, by the way, pre-tournament odds to win this, UConn plus 2,000, Miami plus 4,000, San Diego State plus 8,000, and FAU plus 20,000. Well, whoever bet on them to win pre-tournament is going to be pretty happy. And Dan Patrick, one of the uh, Danette's wives – for anybody that listens to Dan Patrick, one of the Danettes' wives actually correctly picked the Final Four, <laughs> so they had uh, they had his wife on. It was very funny, but they said that a one hundred dollar parlay. If you had bet this, a one hundred dollar parlay on these four teams making the Final Four would have paid out. You guys want to guess? I, I I'm gonna once I hear the number I'm gonna cry, but I gotta gotta guess it's over a million. It is indeed over a million. Go for it. A one hundred dollar parlay on UConn, Miami, Florida Atlantic, and San Diego State making the Final Four would have paid out over nine million dollars. Jesus. <laughs> Why haven't we figured out time travel yet? To do oh this? my god! Good lord. Holy I would have got. I would go back to the year that what's his face did the billion dollar bracket, right? What uh, oh. Buffett and just did that. Yeah, it, I mean, if you can just time travel, man, you can just pick lottery numbers or just invest in stocks. I mean, you just come out ahead. I mean, it's just filthy. That's what I think all these mofo's did at this point. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Could be. Oh, there it is. Well, Lindy is retired, so he can figure it out for us. Say what? Lindy is retired, so he can figure it out for us. All right, Lindy, man, get cracking. Yeah, come on, man. Yeah. Yeah. I, I guess once Miles goes to school, he can start working on that. All right, so... so I, I think Miles is three at this point still, so he's got a little bit of preschool time. You got some time? Is that what you're telling me? So, yeah. are you telling me we're going to draft Lindy? They drafted who? Who the fuck is this? <laughs> this cocksucker might not even have a fucking green card. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here, you motherfucker. <laughs> I'm just kidding. All right. <clears throat> Look, uh, I like the storylines. I think it's fascinating. Um, there's not a team I'm rooting against. You know what I mean? I, I, uh, I, I know. Look, cool. I, I know I've bagged on saying, oh, no, excuse me, on UConn, but it's it's a Hurley. 
there's a Duke connection, right? So I'm not gonna hate on that. Um, I think Miami would be great with for Larinaga. I think that would be phenomenal. Arguably belongs in the basketball hall of fame. Funny dude, by the way. Funny dude. I mean, FAU's done a done a hell of a job. San Diego State's done a hell of a job. Look, there's a little bit of luck, a little bit of skill, and uh, you know what I mean. I mean, things got to break your way. You got to make. I just, I think every team has an interesting story angle. Yeah. And there's at this point, I've joked around about how much I dislike UConn. I know I have. So I'm not rooting for them, right? I'm just telling you that I'm not, I'm not going to be disappointed. For any, whatever team comes out of this, I won't be disappointed unless we have crappy games. I mean, if UConn rolls everybody they face by 20 plus points, well, then that's anticlimactic. Uh, I'll be disappointed in that. But I would hope that, you know, we get a couple of good semifinals and a, and a, and a good final. I mean, great's even better, but at least give me good. But I, I would think that the Miami-UConn winner is going to be favored to win the whole thing. FAU is absolutely the Cinderella of the tournament. That would be incredible if they won. San Diego State plays a little ugly, <laughs> but they make you earn it. The only thing, what worries me with San Diego State is if they call a game tight. Worries me with them. Yeah, their shooting percentages leave a, a little bit to be desired there. But maybe that plays in their favor. When you get to these big, you know, these huge football arenas, man, sometimes teams have a tr- have have a tough time shooting. So, who? I mean, God bless. Who knows? Maybe, you know, the Aztecs go on a run because everybody shoots ugly and they just body them to death and they take it. I mean, who knows? Um, UConn, UConn feels like, you know, if you, if you had to just throw a dart and you were like, well, I don't know, whatever – it feels like UConn would be the safe choice. Like they would be the number one team and then it's Miami and then it's San Diego state and then it's FAU. Right. Right. So, you know, I, I, I don't know about calling my shots again. I, I'm pretty happy. However, this plays out as long as they're just good games, because uh, I think it would be tremendous. If UConn did it, I think it would be tremendous. If Miami did it, I think it would be incredible. If FAU did it, and um, I think it would be tremendous if San Diego State did it. You know what I mean? I just think all, you know, I don't hate in anybody here. I just, I just don't. I, I just, you know, fascinating year. Uh, but considering how ridiculous the tournament has been, I don't know. I, I guess if you want to root for chaos, you're you're pulling for Miami and FAU and the final Florida man. <laughs> it's what you're doing. <laughs> what do you think, Shannon? Um, well, I've pretty much been wrong on every single thing I've Everything. thought about what's going to happen in this tournament. So I'm going to predict UConn to win, uh, win it Whoa. all, just just so that <laughs> because everything I've predicted hasn't come true. So now I'm manifesting that so that it doesn't come true as well. How dare you speak it? <laughs> don't, don't manifest it, you bastard. The hell. Uh, I, I, they're they're this run like you're on par with teams from like Duke and Kentucky of winning every game by double digits. Mm-hmm. 
like the 96 Kentucky team won every single game by double digits. One of the, one of the early 2000 Duke teams won every game by double digits. Like mm-hmm. they're on that kind of run right now. And it's, it's hard to pick against them, yeah. especially when you're winning sweet 16 and elite eight games by over 20 points each. Yeah. Like that's, that's, that's rare company. It is. They're, that they're heading towards and three or four by over 20. What was the other one? 15. You said, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's, you're, you're heading towards rarefied air at that point. Um, Miami needs to do what they did against Texas and stay the course. They're going to have to be resilient. They're going to yep. have to be resilient and tough. And how ironic is it that Larinaga once again in the final four has to go against UConn. I know. There they are. Or he beat UConn to get to the Final Four, but now in the Final Four he gets UConn, the team he beat to get there. So, Yeah, uh, look, just uh, I hope the semifinals are great. I hope the final is great. I, I, I don't know what else to say. I just want good games. I want competitive games. That's all, yeah. that's all you I, can I ever want, want. I want Shohei Otani versus Mike Trout to close this out. You know what I mean? Yeah. I want to envision the storyline. Do you know how many people how many people dreamed that would happen in the WBC, and then the World Baseball Classic gave that to us? Dude. Incredible. I read a, 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 a this got mentioned a couple of times, and, and to me, I was like, that can't be right. But uh, I heard this mentioned multiple times, and it seems incredible to me. But they said that ninety four percent of Japanese televisions were tuned into the final of the WBC. I, I believe it. But that's ninety four percent. We were tuned in, Justin. Like, uh, yeah, that's true. Even I was watching the WB. That's crazy. Like, like, I in in the last week I, we have been tuned into the WBC final, mm-hmm. and we were tuned into elite eight women's basketball games. You'd think we would have watched Fargo on like together by now. Like, you know, it's it. it it's possible. It is. It, it, Kevin Garnett just just yelled <laughs> out again. Anything is possible. Anything is possible. <laughs> um, That's funny. I don't know, man. Maybe, maybe if D said it come on the podcast tonight, I'd I'd watch Fargo. But... Maybe we should watch that together just for good measure. We we should. And we'll give uh we'll we'll um we need to order like from I don't know what's that stupid Halloween store Spirit. Spirit maybe Halloween. Spirit, maybe yeah. Spirit Halloween will have a Kim Mulkey jacket this year, and we can get one for Mark. <laughs> it might. <laughs> and, and we can do his beard like Captain Lou Albano. Yeah. You know? By Torque, or you're stupid. Exactly. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Rick Flair jacket with the Lou Albano beard like decorations. <laughs> Torque, because subtlety is for assholes. <laughs> <laughs> Randy, you have any walk off final fall, final, final fall, final fail, well wishes or desires or I don't know, whatever. Um, I, I, it sounds obviously sounds like I should have for the first time ever. I kind of should have actually watched uh, the tournament just because of the amount of upsets getting down to uh, the final four. Because obviously, and you know me, I'm one of those guys that's just like. I'm tired of seeing the same teams over and over again, and this obviously is one of those times where uh, we're finally getting some new teams. This was your tournament, you cunt, and you didn't even watch it. Yeah, I know. It, it's a fail on my part. You you can hit me with the fail horn. Go for it. D-I-L-L-I-G-A-M, Dilly Gap, and it means... Or that. Do I look 
like I give a fuck. Dilly gap. No, it looks like you don't. No, I, <laughs> I, at this point, I'm just like, as long as UConn doesn't win, I'm good. Uh, all right, so but, you're, you're, that, that's okay. That's all you got to say. You're rooting against UConn. Why wouldn't I? I know. I hear you. <laughs> that's an old but, Big yeah. East. It's an old Big hey, East. By the way, much. kudos to the Big East, man. They represented well this tournament. Big East, rep, Big East rep strong, man. And it, it's going to be extra. There's a lot of salt in the Big East, man, with Cooley going to Georgetown and uh, Patino rolling into St. John's. Dude, I'm telling you, Patino going to get that St. John's t- program turnaround quick, man. Yeah, he is. Won't take long. Playing in, play in, in Madison. <laughs> loaves of bread. That's what um, the Italian restaurant said. Meatballs, Anyway. <laughs> the foot long. Or the or the six inch, whatever, Rick, uh, <laughs> or the Stormy Daniels special. I don't know. Uh, look, they're playing it. Uh, like, I mean, Madison MSG man, you're playing games at MSG, bro. Bro, you're gonna get people. It's Rick Patino. He's gonna turn that program around quick. I'm not saying they're gonna win a championship. I'm not saying that. But Patino will get St. John's relevant quickly. Yes, he will. He will. He's good at that. Yeah. Absolutely. So, uh, <laughs> all right. So just anybody but UConn is Randy's vote. See, there you go. All right. Uh, any other final thoughts? Are we good to get the hell out of here? Do you want to do women's final four? Oh, uh, I, I'm taking Iowa. Iowa. I told you that. Although, uh, look, if Virginia Tech won, that would be a hoot. But I don't know what else to say with that. I mean, South Carolina is a beast. Uh, but in my bracket, in my women's bracket, which is far better than my men's bracket. (laughs) I've got Iowa winning, so I'm pulling for Iowa, dude. Uh, Give me – I had Iowa over UConn. That obviously is not going to happen. But uh, give me Iowa and, you know, whether we get Mulkey's jacket or Enter Sandman, uh, I'm fine either way. But uh, give me Caitlin Clark and Iowa, bro. Bring it home. I'm just looking for compelling basketball. We're getting it. Like I said, best best team in the nation versus the best player. And then you get Kim Mulkey with her Ric Flair styling and profiling versus Woo! our local Virginia Tech Hokies. And I like their coach. I watched that game last night mm-hmm. and uh, or the end of it, I should say, mm-hmm. uh, by the time I got home from the brewery. But I, I, I actually may end up recording those games and just sure. watch them when I get back. Cause we'll text I, about it. Yeah. It, and we, we don't even need to involve Lamar's non-agent agent. I'm going to call them. Look, Michael Vick had Ron Mexico. I think uh, Lamar Jackson's non-agent agent that was calling around asking teams. I think we're going to call him Ron Texaco. Can we do that? Lamar Casper. Lamar, I don't know. Lamar Casper. Well, because he got ghosted. I mean, Lord. Or John Cena's his agent because you can't see him. Dude, I don't know. Uh, John Cena should be at the uh, at the Final Four with Caitlin Clark. I want John Cena to roll up there and, and <laughs> dude, I'm telling you, how great would that be? I want John Cena. Bro, to be the, what has that Louisville player done to people that she's like getting yelled at in the handshake line and then getting you can't see me from Caitlin <laughs> Clark? Like, what did this girl do to hurt? I don't know, but she take <laughs> take the memo. Oh my god! Oh! Yeah, let's shut it down. It's time. Shut it down! Oh, let's go home! Dude, 
<laughs> shut it down. <laughs> yeah, it's time. All right, let's go. It is time. All right, cool. Yeah. As always, thanks for putting up with our crap. And if you made it this far, God bless. Take a shot. Oh, look, like I thought we were going to be done at one thirty, and here it is almost two thirty. I should know better by now. One thirty Central. I know. One thirty Central time, bro. Pfft, great. Uh, as always, it's a good thing I can survive on four hours of sleep and be functional. Whitfield's over there drinking milk and passing out at midnight. <laughs> I don't know what Mark's doing these days. Uh, I'm pretty sure uh, Matt was passed out prior to midnight. Let's be honest. Well, yeah. you know he got he got the rub one out to the his Topanga picture. So, oh no, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know he's practicing box etiquette. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> <laughs> well. <laughs> let, let, let's hope he actually cleaned up after himself. I don't know. <laughs> oh my god. Oh. <laughs> my man. <laughs> he did dream a dream. To Panga. There it is. Too, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, these are all these are all factual statements, sir. We're going to hell. All right. <laughs> That's all right. <sighs> Sorry, Matt. <clears throat> we know lots of people that will keep us company, so at least, at, at least... And Justin will be driving the bus. I will be... I will for damn sure... Look, if there's a ship, Shannon and Lindy are handling that. If there's a bus, I got it. And I don't know what the hell Whitfield would have, but other than a rash. But outside of that... <laughs> Whitfield going to be hitching a ride. Who are you kidding? <laughs> Oh my God! Anyway, oh Lord, this is just a mess. But anyway, look, keywords are sports and brew. You can find us on our home feed on Podbean, Spotify, LiveSportsCatcher dot com, Amazon. There's all kinds of podcast services. Man, thanks for putting up with our junk, and uh, hopefully you've enjoyed this nonsense. A little bit less March Madness than I thought we were going to talk about, but it was fun, man. I appreciated the 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 the, the uh, was it Galaxy Con. Yeah, the con conversation and uh, box etiquette. So just remember, like, you know, before you attack or wrap your whacker, okay. And if your kids make a mess in a luxury box, dude, clean it up. Don't be, don't be that guy, right? Don't be that dickhead, okay? Just saying, man, because that's trashy. Like my brackets, that's trash. All right, other than my women's bracket. Which I'm completely relying on Caitlin Clark to bring that home for me. So, Caitlin Clark, bring it home. <laughs> Do it. Do it. Anyway, from all of us, all of you, enjoy the week, enjoy the weekend, and enjoy the final four or the final Florida man, depending on what happens down in the men's side. Lord Ireland. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Lord, Lord knows. But anyway, from all of us, all of you have a have a great week. Have a great weekend. We'll get you to the flip side next week. I don't know what our schedule will be because uh, we got some spring break and some traveling and some other stuff to do. So uh, I don't think it's not going to be a, Mar- a a madness Monday or a can crushing Tuesday. If we catch up, it's going to be later in the week, Thursday, Friday, somewhere in that zone. But uh, we'll see how that plays out. It depends on the travels go and how the family visits go and all that rigmarole. But from all of us, all, all of you, have a great uh, week and weekend. We'll catch you on the flip side. And as we like to say, good night now. <laughs> uh, wait a second, guys. Uh, wait, I can't. I, we can't end this podcast without a little torg on the exit. Toodles! <laughs> <laughs> there you that go. works. Thanks, Toodles. Torg. Yeah. And as oh, always, Shannon, 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 just remember... 
Ireland. Hot potato, hot potato. That's your mission. If we can offend all the Americans here, you can offend the, the Irish there. That's your mission. <laughs> all right, there we go. All right, now it's our now it's our exit strategy. Good night. Good night now. now. Bye. <laughs> yeah. Good night now, potatoes. <laughs>